right, guys, welcome back. Here we are for another episode of the Garage 11 podcast. Kane and everyone from garage11.com is here back again. So hopefully we, we actually have a little bit more success with this one than we did last time. I am going to put out my sincerest apologies for the audio quality. We have had a very <laughs> generous donation, however, from Mr. Big Gozo. He has donated some really nice equipment that we can use. So hopefully that's going to bring in the audio quality for us. Here we are again. Marshall, how are you, man? What's going on? Same as every week. I'm shit house. You're shit house. Have you slept? You look like you've been up for about uh, four days. I had a couple of bevies last night, so I'm a bit puffy faced and oh, yeah? whatnot, but I'm, I'm not tired. I just look tired. You always look tired <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. You're, you've got like a perpetual tired yeah, just look. Tired face. Yeah. It's his age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, have you hit a certain right. age and then you start, there's a few people that probably don't know his age, which we've spoken about we before. We just keep that on the day off. But that's okay. Gozo, what's going on, man? We're back again. Yes, indeed. Where were you on the weekend? You went riding. No, I was being a dad. Ah, dad life. Trying to split moto and being a dad. It's not not an easy one. And then later on you become one encumbered person as a moto dad. As a moto dad screaming at Sophia to get off the line. It's not the moto world (laughs) and then dad, it's moto dad. It's combined. I've got to sort out a baby seat for the van, get her coming on the track. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing yesterday with the photos of videos that you sent us of sorting the van out. Wasn't oh, that yeah. wasn't that Sophia seat setting? Yeah, what, hanging up in the back of the van? <laughs> <laughs> She's just swinging in the back of the van. When are we um when are we getting a a, a stay sick thingo balance thing, whatever? Well, if she's old enough to ride a stay sick, she can ride a fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that shit. I didn't do it as a kid, she's not riding the Chuck her on the one ten. I've got one ready to roll. She's chuck her on the, the garage eleven one ten. That's a big thing. That's a big bike. That's got a lot of horses, that thing. That exhaust? No good. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on how that exhaust happened? Yeah, what is that exhaust? How did, did it, was, it was that was a pretty custom unit, from well, what I understand. <laughs> this all started from Big Gozo's bike. So I was being a massive tight ass and didn't want to spend any money on an exhaust for the one ten, and just happened to have a twenty twenty three KTM three hundred exhaust laying around. Held it up and went. Do. I reckon that'll fit. Told Kane and said, "I reckon this will fit." And he basically said, "You're a fucking idiot." And then we got to chopping, we got to welding, and we got to riveting. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Can I just say this was all done before <laughs> we were having our dad's birthday slash Australia oh. Day barbecue up at G Eleven HQ. It was it was getting pretty wild there for it was for a, a brained idea the night before that came to light the morning the next morning and now it looks sick and it's loud as fuck <laughs> <It> sounds mad <laughs> you know that honda civic you hear that just shouldn't have the exhaust on it that it has <laughs> this this is the motorcycle equivalent of that uh, but it works and it looks good dude it looks it sick because you got the, the sticker sorted it's out a for it. ktm fmf Garage 11 hybrid CRF 110 CRF two stroke, four stroke yeah, exhaust. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. It works. Well, those those new um, <coughs> four, uh, two stroke exhausts resemble more four stroke exhausts than yeah, they, they ever have yep. from, from anything. Um, so, yeah, that was. That was a, that, that was a bit of a segue there that we probably yeah, didn't we expect. Went, went on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have upgraded our little mini studio, which is good. Um, everything, hopefully, you know, technical wise, we're sort of on a fairly steep learning curve with this. Yeah, as mechanic, as podcasters, we make great mechanics. Oh man, that last one! Like even I listened <laughs> listened back to it, and I was like, 
this is fucking terrible. Yeah, we like, we definitely. I had my car stereo on about four hundred, <laughs> and I still couldn't hear what was going on. Dude, yeah. I was in the car with my dad on the way to Cruzix, and I'm like, "Yeah, my old man will gas us up." And he's like, "What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you are after work hours." Yeah, after yeah. Putting a shift what are you guys actually? Doing? But it, it was literally just the sound quality was what obviously let us down. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, we are learning like this is, there's a whole lot of, Garage 11 has a whole lot of stuff going, cool stuff going on at the moment. Yeah. And this is just another element of that. So it's learning, okay, what's audio? All of a sudden you be, you're becoming an audio engineer audio by technician. night, auto technician by yeah. night. So hopefully we've got this sort of sorted. We did a little bit of testing. We could be this, we don't know. Worst case scenario is it looks like a very badly dubbed Japanese film, film. <laughs> he's talking but it's my voice and everything's all over the place and that's the thing and you know we're, we're sort of really learning as we go with this and that's probably the, been the biggest thing and feedback from you guys is always good because you know as you're listening and as you're hearing we don't know like on the last one we definitely knew but like if there's stuff that you want to hear or things you want to know about or feedback at all good bad indifferent if you're just going to tell us it's shit i'm going to ask you why yeah. and if you can't tell me why that's on you but that's that's where we're at yeah, feedback yeah. is always yeah. good yeah yeah um, whether, whether it be contacting at the actual page or just all of us individually out track via our instagrams or anything i mean yeah. it's all going to come back and we're all going to you know tell the other guys and, and everybody can learn and then we can improve to make your experience a hell of a, a hell lot better. Because <laughs> we have a lot of fun, but if it doesn't translate over to you guys, then it's pointless. Yeah, absolutely really. pointless. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, this is fun and this is something that we're doing and we're really swinging off the back of this thing. So hopefully it'll be good. So let's get into it. Last weekend, well, not even this, this weekend, last weekend, you rode... I rode. We all rode. I think last weekend. Oh, didn't I didn't we? ride. Oh no, oh, you. That was oh, a fun oh one. yes. Man, I shouldn't have rode like that. Yeah, no, nah, that was. We all have off weekends, and some shit happened <laughs> with my bike, and it just fucking snowballed to the whole weekend, and I didn't have a good weekend at all. I've yeah. never seen so many twenty twenty three KDMs in so many pieces. Oh man. <laughs> but there was only one RMZ that was going all day. Thank you very much. Yeah. Kickstart so, uh, KDM. I don't know if any like any of you guys guys don't know what happened was we went out, we all went out to Cruise X. Great place. Gonna be a sick, sick weekend. Sick place. Short we all drive. gear up. Gozo's like out on the track already. Like he was geared up before he even got out of the van, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Slept in the gear the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps on the bike, goes out, like the track was like a speedway because he was the first one out there. And I'm like, fuck yeah, geared up, press the button to prime my bike. It goes, go to press the button again, and no bueno. So I spent a good portion of my time fucking around ripping his bike, ripping Gozo's bike apart, ripping the 300 apart, trying to switch out bits and pieces. The only thing I didn't switch out was the starter relay. Turns out it was, it the, was starter the starter relay. relay. So that pretty much ruined my day. Yeah. Um, it does happen. Like, And that's the thing that we, we all sort of take for granted. When we talk about maintenance, and these aren't just dirt bikes. You know, we're good at maintenance. These things do happen no matter how well you do maintain them. These are competition motorcycles. They are built from factory race bikes. Anything that has race in front of it is hard work mm. from a maintenance point of view. And you've got to be on top of it because things like this do happen. Not saying that you're not on top of it, but even when you are, oh. stuff can happen. You know, these are a highly strong thing. Just stuff like that's just general, general failures. And it yeah. does happen. It's, and it's obviously it's not, it's like a car. It sort of just happens. Like things happen, things break, blah, blah, blah. But 
luckily being a little bit mechanically minded we were able to figure it out and i didn't have to take it to the shop yeah which is a, a good thing but yeah like you said they're, they're race bikes things yeah. go wrong it's, and it's they're off-road race bikes yeah i was about to say that like it's we almost take it for granted yes like how good these bikes are, are yeah you know and yeah. i think um it's been eye-opening for me hanging with you boys and going through those old bikes because i'm like jesus my thing doesn't look anything i like to the insides of those old bikes. no and you know you look at a bike you know obviously we you look at cars right they do however many hundred thousand k's on average for the for the most part of you know people's ownership of them these things do 40 hours and they're, they're starting to get tired but they're definitely still serviceable bikes do you know what i mean if you look after them and treat them well and and obviously for a high-end competition someone who's really actually working the motorcycle they'll feel chassis fatigue they'll feel that stuff start to break down but for the majority of us if they're looked after and looking after isn't stripping them to a frame after every ride and rebuilding them it's it's generally just basic maintenance and cleaning is the biggest preventative maintenance because while you're cleaning you're looking and you're seeing you know and when you pull that apart you would see all the dirt and shit that's accumulated and you go, where did that all, where did that <coughs> be? Not just when I pulled, not just when I washed my bike, when I washed someone else's bike the other day. Ah, and, uh, how do I get on that program? And, uh, oh, this was a... You learn bike for This parts. was a... Ah, right. I yeah, need yeah. Gozo's bike to troubleshoot. Right. But his bike was dirty from the day before. Right. Because someone didn't get home in time to wash it. Hey, I am, I'm, I'm running on that train. I'm on that program at the moment. But One day, and I don't think you'll ever experience it, when you have a child and a wife at home. Yeah, no fear of that. Like, Yo, get home. I, I, I get <laughs> it. Sunday mornings usually wash But home. why did we sericate your, sericate your hubs and your swing arm? Just to to get rid of all the stains and all the <laughs> shit from the last time you didn't wash it. But going back to what you were saying is washing it, washing it doesn't also keep it clean, but it gives you a chance to, well, for me anyway, it's when I look at everything. Because obviously when you're shooting the pressure washer, wherever, you're looking at what you'd be doing yeah. and doing, washing Gozo's bike the other day after he was a mechanic, I noticed a few little things, bits and pieces Need that, to straighten up. that I needed to sort of rectify. Um, I'm not going to go through it and drag him through the mud, but there's a few little things that... Just a disclaimer, I don't work on these restorations. He, he's, he's not a, a mechanic by any means. He's, he's learning, but... Well, I'm going to say one thing. There was an, a nut that wasn't tightened up because it may have or may not have been a little bit cross-threaded. But there's nothing tighter than a cross-threaded This is true, bolt. but also if that had to come off, there could have been some shit. Dude, you should like pl- overlay that section when we were talking about not letting my strength get the better. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it over that. I don't even know how that how you managed to no, cross-thread that. Which was it? Was it the linkage one or so, was the actual swing arm? So you know where the knuckle bolts into the swing arm? It's like there's that swing arm bit. It's like the gap is maybe that three or four inches where the knuckle goes in. Yeah. So the bolt that goes through there, the one that you said you had to take the chain slider off to get the bolt through. Yeah, that one. So that nut was on by like a thread and a half, dude. Really? It yeah. survived the day. Jesus. And I, I looked at it and I, I was like, I swear that's not right. And then I went and looked at my bike and I was like, oh, that's, that's not definitely, right. definitely not, not right. <laughs> I was like, that's meant to sit all the way in there. And then I went to tighten it and I went, Ooh, that ain't good. I'm not going to yeah. tighten that no more. So I pulled it off, and it, I think it was the the nut was actually right on the first two threads. It was somehow cross threaded. I don't know how. Jesus. And you but know, it's fixed. It's fixed now. <laughs> and sometimes you know when we're cleaning, you like you said, we we do clean a bike. And it, part of being bike owners and enthusiasts, it is actually a 
a switch off. You know, we work on bikes all day and we, we do that sort of stuff, but sometimes it's still good on a Saturday night. You get out there, you just go, cool, I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to pull the subframe off it, pull the muffler off it even, have a look, clean some stuff. You know, we've got access to a few different, you know, tools and bits and pieces that help us, you know, hydroblasting. We can put a little bit more time <coughs> into it, but anyone can do that. You know, we've got the Prime products on the website at the moment. They're really good for, for service maintenance, cleaning and things like that. So you can really go through and go, cool, what's what's here you know every now it doesn't have to be every week but every month or every just switch off and enjoy the bike you know learn more about it and, and clean it you know that's that's the biggest Dude, thing after riding i love mm. nothing more than well i don't love washing my bike but i stop at the bottle on the way home <laughs> i grab a four pack of 196s and i literally get all schmutzled up and start well, pulling just, bikes like, apart get the pressure washer out spray the bikes down with soap and whatever and i literally just sit in the back of my van out the front with a 196 <laughs> And just look at my bikes and it sounds fucking super gay but i'd literally just sit there and admire what i have but that's a passion thing and that's what this sport is to a lot of people we're not all racers we're not all you know you don't have to be the best of the best and have the best stuff mm. you can this is all part of the passion whether it be a 2023 kato or a 1984 kx or whatever it is whatever you love riding whatever you know, or an RMZ. Or an RMZ. <laughs> hey, we're on it. Even an RMZ. Hey, my my kickstart relay was mint. By yeah, the, by yeah, the, by yeah. the way, kickstart, I'm pretty sure one of your kickstart relays is how you go. Yeah, my kickstart relay cost me about eight hundred bucks. <laughs> we're talking about his one of his ACLs, by the way. Which oh, is, my ACLs. Is, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, old jelly legs over here. <laughs> <laughs> old Bambi legs. <laughs> yeah, he's like a freshly born deer. <laughs> um, all right, so there we go. That was last weekend. Had a great fun. Cruisex is always a blast, and if you are in Victoria. If you're traveling through to Victoria, go check it out. Wintertime, it's a seasonal place because it is sandy. Yep. Well, let's not say sand. It's it's a it's a weird hybrid dirt sand loam blend <laughs> that is forever dynamic. It's like everything. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of everything. It's, Dan, it's made from soil that's on the earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, All different types. All Dan different. and John, I put a lot of time in there, and and. Mama Cruzy, the whole family, the whole family yeah, yeah. is is out there, so they do a fantastic job. It is a little bit of a trek, but make make the effort because it's definitely worth it for yep. sure. Yep. Um, all right, what we've got a segment here. What are stuff that either of us would not go to the track without? What do we not ride with? What is stuff that we need every weekend to survive? You mean like not essentials because obviously it's like... We yeah, don't need you fuel. Need bike, yeah, we need bike fuel. But what are personal things like, you know... With, like with that can ruin your day if you don't actually... Yeah, bring like it. I know you're Our a little functioning bit... functioning starter relay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a little bit sensitive. You are a little get a little bit, a bit fairy-like sometimes with some of your bits and pieces. Yeah, I'm like... What's the word I'm looking for? Particular. No, not particular. Like, I've got words for it, but the, I think uh, it would get cancelled for using yeah, yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> superstitious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, every, I don't care how, and Rhino, Hughes, if you ever find this, great. Um, <laughs> great, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> if you say that superstitious people are stupid, which you do, that... This, if you're not superstitious, I've never met. <laughs> this is this is going to be hard. He'll, All, be looking, he'll watch this now and go, Oh, this guy can't even say what he's trying to <laughs> These, any motorcyclist has a superstition around Some their sort. riding, yeah, something, yeah. whatever it is. The common one is one glove before the other, or whatever it is. We all have rituals, mm. all sporting people do. So, yeah, superstition is a massive one, yeah, 100%. Because it's Especially if Maccas fucks up my order on the way to the track, I know oh, something's dude. going wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. What was that? That was a punctured lung, four hundred million broken ribs. Run, yep. They wait. What did they do? They gave me bacon and egg McMuffins instead of sausage and egg McMuffins, and then I got put in the hospital for four days. 
and off work for two months. So thanks, Maccas, for that. Yeah. And then <laughs> last weekend, Macca's. they didn't put ketchup on my sausage and egg muffins like I asked for. And then my starter relay didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if we... And yesterday, remember... Yeah, but you had a sick day yesterday. I had yeah, a shit day. Yeah, but that was because I went back in and got yes. the shit that they left. Yes. I had but a shit day yesterday. But if we hadn't yesterday. driven off... Yeah, well... The, Technically, it, it they did. were your hash browns. Well, there you go. So, so see, Macca's fucked your weekend. So maybe we just don't go to Macca's and stop being fat. <laughs> no, that's, that's a part of it. That's Macca's. That's part of it. Yeah. Diet. Um, yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely I. You know, love a good nineties cotton jersey. Kitty yeah, belt. You, and a set of tech aids. But like, that's not something. That no, no, that's that's have. more of a piss take. What? Yeah. <laughs> my my big one is I can't ride without knee braces now. I can't. Yeah, no way. Actually. Um, if you remember, I didn't used to ride with them. No, because like, you couldn't I, find a pair. Because yeah, you've got legs that are like well, 400 wide. Yeah, and I'm like, they're this short, but that wide. Four so centimetres tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember riding more with Marshall and Kane. Marshall especially used to give me a lot of shit for not running them. And I just couldn't get around like a car for the bike, car for the bike. But mm. now I've got the right ones that fit. I run Asterix's now. Mm. And... There's no way I'd get on a bike. It feels so weird. Oh, bad. So weird. Yeah. I'd, I'd, it's like when you ride your bike, like, and I know that our bikes now are so so loud. But if you like, you even just get on your bike to ride down the street without a helmet on. Yeah, dude. And how loud that is! Like, I'm just like, nah, this doesn't feel good. Like, it yeah. just feels sketchy as fuck. That's yeah. like you see dudes um, at the track that some of them don't wear gloves or gardening gloves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. You know when you, if you like, you know, do some legal street motos. Yeah, yeah. You just, your bars don't feel No, right. they feel odd. It feels yeah. off. They feel thin. Super Your odd. grips yeah. feel really yeah, yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the gloves we wear today compared to what Big Russ would have worn back in the day, which are like that. 7,000 thick. It still feels weird. Like for me, I, we went out to special stage here where we live with, with one of our guys, Ethan, and I just motoed out because we were testing the CR and I just put a pair of boots on. I didn't put boots on. I just put a helmet on and some gloves and just rode out because I was doing some mechanical stuff. No knee braces, no boots. <coughs> I was scared to go forward. You feel super disconnected, eh? Oh, yeah. and you like, like jelly. we, yeah, you know, we joke about my Bambi legs. Like that's obviously something that sits in my subconscious. I'm like, there's clay here. There's all this sort of stuff. I don't have any protection mm. and I'm not, I don't need to be fast. I don't need to be that connected or at one yes. with the motorcycle. I need Still. to be safe. You know, I need to feel yeah. confident and comfortable with what I'm doing. And I think knee braces are a massive one, one dude. Yeah. Well, that help you. When uh, one of my mates from back home in Sydney came down, Yuri, like he drove all the way from Sydney, got here, which is already a massive trek, like it's nine hours or whatever it is. And then from my- Is it Wollongong or Sydney? Fuck's sake. You and apparently everything in New South Wales is Sydney, according to this clown. It is. It's all Sydney, mate. But so he drives all the way down from Sydney, stays at my house. It was a shitty. I think the weather was shitty, so we decided we'd go to Chesney Vale. We jump. He he was already having a shit time anyway. Jumps in the car. He drives. Luckily, he took his car. We drive all the way to Chesney, and he forgot his knee braces. He left him in Sydney. Sick. So. He didn't ride the entire weekend. He had a party oh, that weekend. He had a, a terrible weekend, but like well. his trailer, his trailer fucked out. But yeah. like again, coming back to the knee braces thing, like he drove nine out. Well, in total, twelve hours to ride, and didn't have his knee braces. So he it, like that's how big 
the yeah. mental side of it is. I don't have my knee braces. I'm not riding. See, I do that a lot when you're talking about superstition and the mental side of what motorcycling is from a, an amateur level. And we're all coming at this from a hobbyist amateur level, although oh, yeah. some of us have different skill sets and, what, and whatever else. If I go to the track and I don't have... Like, if I get halfway to the track and go, oh, shit, I've forgotten my helmet. I'm going home and the bike's coming out of the van and I'm going to yeah. sit on the couch yeah. and because today wasn't meant to be the Just day. That's the universe it. telling you that it's not meant to be. But, like, there's nothing wrong and it's super common in all sports. Like, if before... Well, not, I was doing it while I was riding, but um, I did a lot of kickboxing and if my wraps didn't match, like, if I had, you know, a black wrap and a red wrap, I'd go home. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm going to get kicked in the head if my colors are different. It would just, it would be in my head. Just a mental thing. Yeah. And All and sports then, you know, are a mental funny? thing. It's kind of related now in moto. Like, if I don't have a fresh, clean pair of gloves, it just wigs me out. I can't put on gloves that I've worn. Because yeah, they don't have that nice feeling. Fresh. When you they're put like them on, crusty, they're all hot and they're nice yeah, and nah. they feel good. And you put on yeah. those old manky ones from last weekend yeah, nah. and they're all like, they're all stretchy and they're like yeah. still got a bit of scuzz in them. <laughs> <laughs> you were at Ride Park last weekend. It's got that red yeah, that red shit. And then everyone's looking at you going, "Why you got red Ride Park dirt on your gloves? You're at fucking yeah, pleb, wash your gloves, dude." I can get like a good couple of months out of a pair of socks, riding socks. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked. That's right. Because no one sees it, no one smells it. It's like yep, they're just on and in. Do but if it's like two days solid? in. A- no, no, if I ride solid. two days in a row, though, I have to get a fresh, because they're generally, like... You're making me feel sick right now. Dogged out from, shit. like, the day <laughs> before. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck. Oh, oh, one other thing is um, checking tire pressure, because obviously I, we spoke about Trelgan last weekend, mm. uh, last podcast, but, yeah, checking tire pressure. Nine million pair size. Yeah, Dude, then that's, you know, sometimes I even forget about it. And it's as from the, the majority mechanic in this equation, it's probably a shit thing to admit to. But sometimes <laughs> I just get on. I'm like, yeah, shit. Yeah, because you get good. so excited to ride. Yeah. You buzz. Like, and then you're like, oh, it's another thing that I've got to do. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, Marshall has keeps my tire, he's the custodian of my tire pressure yeah, pump gauge. So, um, hey, um, hey Muffy, Muff- if you're listening. <laughs> I know, I know that you already gave it back, but can you give it back again? Because Kane seems to think you still have his tire pump. Uh, sorry, fork pump. Fork pump. Tire pump. And they do make fantastic tire pumps. So you should buy your own. I have like twelve spares. There I'm you just go. Well, yeah, they yeah, but you because we buy yeah. just get one off We buy KDM oh, yeah. every time a month ticks yeah. over. So yeah. I've got. Do the tire spares. pressure pumps are at least thirty and a half thousand dollars? They actually are expensive. Yeah, they're like they are. Bucks. Yeah, they're really? not cheap. Yeah. Oh, wow. I saw a dude the other day selling them on uh, Marketplace. Uh, I think he had like three of them. $100 each. Really? Yeah. Shit, but they're, gen- like they're WP ones. I'll give you one. I think the yeah, DRC yeah. ones, <laughs> DRC ones, I think are like 80 bucks. The DRC ones are not too bad. No. But, um, yeah, but- who the fuck's paying 180 Well, I don't know if they are, but uh, who's paying $180 for a fork pump? Well, can I just segue something into this? Is talking about like we've already mentioned bike prices. Are Cadiums cheaper than Yummies at the moment? I saw in, in one of our bike retailers here, what's going on with bike prices? Are they coming back down a little bit, even from a brand new point of view? This is probably a surprise little, uh, little topic of conversation. Uh, but I'm not going to comment because I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't really know either, but I think everything now is starting. So KDM, the KDM brand as a... As Umbrella. Yeah. I think they've sort of stabilized and stayed... Well, I mean, they've gone up, obviously, but I think all the other brands now... Are starting to catch? Are just starting to... Yeah, but like, what are they doing different? different? That's what annoys me. Well, see, that's the thing, KDM, and that's when Big Russ, my old man, you know, was, he bought brand new in 0102 KTMs, and he had been a Yamaha man since the 80s. And he, he bought a KDM because, obviously, they're a different motorcycle then than what they are now, but he bought them because he said they've got 
twin or like fat bars on them. Would you say that they're ready to race? <laughs> They've got fat bars on them. Dude, with these new speakers, that sounded way better. I'm ready to race. Ready, ready to, to race. race. <laughs> um, you know, they had Brembos. They had the, the wave rotors on but them. They had all that O2. stuff. That's not just O2. I remember when I was, I think I was 15 when I got my first 250. Mm. Um and that was the whole thing. Yeah, they like, had all was, the good and, parts. And you could justify it back then. It was like, okay, this costs $1,000 more than mm. what a CRF would cost yep. me. But I'm getting brakes, XL black rims. Because yep. back then, no one had black no, rims. No, and black rims. And that's probably where my taste comes from is that sort of period of time. Like, I love black rims. A lot of traditional guys hate to have vocalized their hatred of it. Um, but, you know, you, you want black rims. Like, KDMs, like, they had it. It's yeah. like, oh, cool. They, you they, know? Had, they had the source back then yeah like, but now it seems like sort of well you used to buy a japanese bike it was steel bars it was black pipe it was you know average grips average levers all that sort of stuff let's say with gas gas for example when i bought mine they were apparently that little bit cheaper and more rideable though eh? no way well, more not, rideable nothing to do with that but like i think i don't know what the 22k do 450 was going for at the time i couldn't tell you but how much did you pay for yours i paid 12 and a half for my gas gas the 450 yeah in 21 really? yeah okay 12 and a half but that's that pretty was, good but no. that, that they say that that's cheap because it comes with silver bars yeah, yeah. silver wheels but the like they're still like cells they're not yeah, like yeah, off-brand rims i mean like but then you say you go and buy the kato what does the kato have that's warranting another two grand the triple, stiff clamps. triple clamps Different fillet clamps, linkage Fucking, different, huh? I don't know. No, the that's the husky. It was like billet clamps, black wheels, and black well, bars. Added up though. Yeah, What's a set but of that's just color. But that's just color though. Yeah, but just the rims alone, like it's you're only changing the rim. The rims are like three hundred bucks, four hundred. But bucks. you got unlace them, lace them, all that sort of yeah. stuff. But well, you're let's, thinking, say, let's say rims but, are twelve hundred bucks. But like, let, yeah, well, and then bars. Oh yeah, I suppose. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. I, I've always seen it as justified. The Huskies I've always seen as justified too, with their carbon subframe. That thing sucks. It did. It used to. Well, yeah, it did. It doesn't now, no, it doesn't but now, it, but it, it, it used to. I, I'm contemplating after I put hours on this Husky. Oh, 13. Go, this I'm going to a Husky. Why? 14 hours? I don't know. Just a, fuck off. It's I was already giving you old man shit about that yesterday. Like, How many hours you got on your bike now? And he goes eight, and I was like, "Oof, time to go, getting up there, man." That thing's that thing's getting long in the teeth. You better get rid of it. I plugged no, I in just... NASA to the RMZ the other day and had done eighty-five hours. I'm With like six batteries you had to connect to it, and all wiring and fucking all this other nah, shit. Nah, I'm I'm contemplating going to a husky. Dude, the huskies just look to try good. It, man. It's not like just to see. I love this guy. Oh, just, I just want to try it out. It's fourteen grand. I just want to try it. <laughs> But if you don't like it, I'll but ride it. Do if you don't like it, you can just give it to us and then you just go buy another one. Yeah. But like, how do you know what you like until you've ridden it? Like my old man had um, a 2021 Husky FC350 mm. um, and I managed to ride it before he ruined it and lowered it. Put a I lower remember in that bike. Yeah, but yeah. I rode it before. It had the lowering linkage in yeah. and I had the 21 KDM 350 yeah. and I could handle... The bike had better handling than the KDM. You know what's and, great? Sorry, one sec. And my suspension was done in my 350 it wasn't done on the FC. You know what's crazy with those FCs or the TCs? Like I've got that 2021, whatever it is. It's in transition. It's it's transitioning at the moment. Um, it's, a, it's a they them. Like a dude to a chair. From a one, from a one fifty <laughs> to a one, back to a one two five. It's a they them one two five. It's a they them one two five. 
Oh, we're definitely getting taken off Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a short-lived podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, the ergonomics of those Huskies feel great. Like the front guard, everything. I'm not a big fan of of a new KDM. I just don't like the shovel. The front is terrible. I like can't the sh- stand the, the shovel. Front fender is horrible. Yeah, yeah. but That's, not- you know what's funny? I don't notice. Like, I don't. That would I only noticed it when you told me, but like to me, I still don't care. Put a put a mm. put a husky like you're good at changing plastics that yeah, well, people generally don't. I put a husky a front guard on it. On that looks sick. Well, Lockie had a Lockie had a husky front end on his. Yeah. Because when when we were getting ours, I said to him, "The front fender's horrible, dude." And he was like, "Fuck, I didn't really notice it until you just said that either." Yeah. And he goes, "I'm putting a husky front end on mine." So he ended <laughs> up with a husky front end that was white, and then I ended up with the gas gas front end with a husky front plate <laughs> it looked they like yeah i don't know for me ergonomically out of the euro bikes like i rode your mc yesterday and that was a great little bike to ride but even the ergonomics the the husky for me from a euro side See, but of my things. 29 29 2019 husky that i had i hated like i loved it but i could never get that thing to handle yeah really? okay. no I, I just could not but you're a different rider now though yeah i, I guess that's true but yeah. like i just Man, I didn't matter what I did with that thing. Couldn't get it. I just could couldn't not make it get work. it to do what I... It never wanted to go where I wanted it to go. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from when I'd jump it, then I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. And then yeah, I'd yeah. go to turn into a rut and go, yeah, well, that, we'll that, that didn't one. work. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. boy. No, I think... I don't know. I want to give him a crack. Probably the next bike. Yeah, I, I was thinking that a lot the other day as well. I was like, you know, not that I have husky money, but you know, when it does come around, the RMZ eventually does expire, and we put it on the wall because they're probably not going to be making them anymore. Um, well, they probably will. They probably just keep that shape for the next ten years. Yeah, already. like they've done for the last ten, <laughs> 10 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the husky would be a good thing. Speaking of new bikes, the twenty four KX four fifty. I'm, I'm about it. I. Yeah. I think it looks like shit. To be I'm honest. about it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like shit because it's plain. Like it's green. It always, yeah. I'm not a Cowie guy. See, I'm a I'm a Cowie guy, but Cowies at the moment. Cowies <laughs> had some of the most exciting graphics in the day, and now they just look rubbish. Yeah, but no, no brand. Yeah, they now all look Brings out crazy stuff because they they know that everyone's going to change them anyways. Yeah. What's the fucking point in putting? wild graphics on them and people why pay an R&D section of the organisation and look I didn't even think KDM about it KDM should that be blank point. you should just go blank like it's a blue bike it's a Yamaha it's blue we give well, you the, blue plastics do what you want with them well I mean to be fair every Yamaha up until now has looked the fucking same anyway <laughs> but, but I couldn't tell <laughs> even the difference. with graphics Yamahas Dude, don't look different I couldn't tell the difference with Yamahas from I think it was like 2018 or 2017 2016, I think. Yeah, yeah when they had that weird split shroud thing with the yeah. airbox in the front yeah. from when they started doing that i no. couldn't i honestly and don't hate me yamaha guys i probably just i just don't really pay too much attention the to yamaha crew is going to come to the front door yeah i just could not tell like they go oh, my 2022 and i'm like eh, uh, okay cool. at least with the 23 you can tell me i like this is the thing it's controversial again because i actually like the 23 that's oh. grown on me though and i like the way that the new KX looks and I'm yeah. not a KX guy and I never have been Yeah, but I like both their models that everybody seems to hate that new Yamaha oh my god so you hate it I, I think it's but super motor give it six months and you'll love it because we all know yeah. how much I'm trying well, all my <laughs> I'm, I'm trying but I can't I can't get there on this one with the at least the um, Kawasaki was due for a, a big change they've looked similar for years not even the, not even just cosmetically like just engineering wise yeah it's and that's and that's good because it shows that they're still furthering like outside of suzuki and all jokes aside you know they're obviously not they're putting their resources into keeping other uh, facets of their stuff going (laughs) (laughs) probably more jeeps um 
but you know we're, we're still you know we've got all this stark stuff and electric stuff. i know you're getting into that because it's not it, that's sort of where i start to really check out i don't see the it has a purpose but i don't see the value in it um but you know look, looking here at the kx cylinder heads brembo brakes here we go talking about what Euro bikes and the RTR side of what KTM had for so for long. So long, Lock-on grips. So obviously ODI are really there for me. As you know, I've even come across to the ODI side of things from their convenience side of things. But I was always a half waffle, soft rental guy with lock wire. wires. Yeah, lock Just wires the whole the lot. <laughs> All my old convenient <laughs> shit in the yeah. world. All my old bikes still run them because obviously it's period correct and it looks it suits that that aesthetic. But for the new stuff. Um, ODI grips, you know, lock-on grips. Whether the ODI is on the KX or not, I don't know. I assume they would be because I think that's a pattern well, I think thing the from ODI. ODI's are, no, no, isn't it? Uh, <coughs> like Pro Taper and all that shit do it now, but who the fuck runs Pro Taper grips? Like, yeah, I think nuts. ODI is like probably industry standard, top of the range stuff. Yeah, because yeah, that's what they they sort of came forward with that they technology, the and, they, it, and yeah. they've got Emig pushing them and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like they have a, a lot of good brand awareness, which it. is a big thing. I find it funny. It's going back on that KDM thing, but like Brembo's lock-on grips. Yeah, it's a KDM. You know, like bar-mounted yeah. riding modes and an easy access air filter. But it, but it's the same. Finally, the easy. It's access It's the same with everything. Filter, though, like you. somebody yeah. leads the way. Yeah. Other people follow. But you but know what? KDM's cool always works. been a pioneer. Yeah. But KDM have been the lead. I remember, like I said, Dad's 01 KX uh, KX. SX250, you undo the little half turns on the side of the yeah. thing and you pop, there's the air filter instead of yeah. seat bolts out, seats off, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we never used to, I remember you putting plastic bags over filters when you'd wash bikes and stuff like that. But now you've obviously got the Artec um, covers, which we've got them on our website. Yeah. Um, we run them a lot and they're good. You pop the side off, pop the filter out. I wash my filters now. I'm a, I'm a filter washing guy. Money-saving guy. Money-saving yeah. guy. Money-saving <laughs> <laughs> Pop my little Artec cover on there and then you can hose it out and get... Because a lot of stuff... We're talking about cleaning earlier. A lot of stuff builds up in that. That's yeah. the, the single most sensitive area of your motorcycle. Yeah, well, that's a direct port to your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the direct port to you going over the bars on the face of that jump. Yeah. And but costing yeah. a lot of money for a new top Yeah, end. 100%. Yeah, I think the new... It'll be interesting, the, the new KX450. I'm interested to see... Um, like ando like have it raced like for me it's yeah it's cool there'll be different bikes at the track mm. but i always get interested when there's a big change to a motorcycle to see how the pros ride yeah it. because yep. as much as say like the kdm thing right cooper webb couldn't get comfortable or whatever and they were saying the 2022 was better than 2023 in my amateur can't ride a bike peanuts opinion mm. i would take the 23 over my 22 any day but but you're riding a 23-350. I've ridden a 23-450 and fucking hated it. Really? Animal? Like wild Tower, cut I just snake. didn't like it. The power was weird. Yeah, like, but our, our the suspension done with but weird. Is it the suspension? Yeah, the suspe but even the bike, like the motor the felt... Inertia, the... the motor just felt lazy. Oh, really? Like, you know our, our 350s, they bark. Barking, they bark, yeah. They, yeah, the 450 doesn't have that. Oh. It's like... I know that the... the Obviously, the torque would be different, but for some reason, I feel like our 350s are barkier than a 450, and the power on the 450 is real doggy, and then it it's linear, but it's not a nice feeling. No. Like, I did one lap on that bike, and I gave it back, and I was like, I don't like this thing. But you know what's it's crazy? Talking to Boydie when the Yamaha talking about new bike yeah, releases, when the 23, because obviously, he's a, he's a blue crew guy. Um, coming from the 22 YZ450F, which we all know Shane Boy can ride a motorcycle fairly competently. He has been doing so for a couple of years now. 
Um, and he he was even saying, you know, and Aiden from Cruise Tune was saying when he wrote, he's like, this is not a YZ450. Mm. This is a totally different animal because yeah, the power deliver, mm. delivery is so different. Mm. Um, so I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because you know everyone's gone on we're not going to go into the whole 450s are just ridiculous thing because everyone's been there but i think if you can get that power managed a lot better it it, yeah. it, it and a lot more that you're going to be because your races are that much yeah. of your community that's purchasing them but i think even the last two kx 450s they were a lot mellower than they've ever been well, dude, yeah like we've spoken about it I, our three fifties have pulled four fifties on the track. I know, no, I've, I've, yeah. I've run a four like a KX four fifty down. down on and, mine. You know, it, you've got the mix of rider and bike, but I think even especially um, on Australian tracks, a four fifty is not it doesn't make you faster. Like, no, you know, it, not. with our tracks, especially like all the places I've been, um, if there's a four fifty in front of me, it's not like. You know, like he's gonna smoke. Nah, I'm not like oh, I can't keep up. Like the thing will run him down. Yeah, like and that's a down. that's the thing. You need a really good rider on a 450 to you like know. Ethan. Yeah, like Ethan, exactly yeah. right. He rides a 450 very competently, and he can ride it like a small bore bike. But obviously, that's his wheelhouse, and he's been riding, and he, he like, does different <coughs> things. Getting back to you know the KX sort of thing, I'm curious to see the price. Mm. Like where what, are we at with prices are they going to put on it and that's what we're I saying how much it even is a KX450 brand new now I don't look like, at them probably should have done that research Dude, I've, <laughs> no, I've never ever walked in and gone oh Cowie how much is that Yeah, I, and, don't, I don't think they're Yamaha KDM high I you reckon like 13 13 and a half uh, I don't think they'd be at are they going to be a good price point here with a lot of stuff like a guy like if, if you can do green like I love green obviously the, you look at the business yeah. logo but you know you, you've got to You've got to go in, like, and go. Well, am I getting all this stuff for this money? Like, I don't need a Honda. I don't need a Yami. But like, a, I don't need a Kato. Like I'm just saying, like now they've put all this extra crap on it. Yeah. The price has to go and up. And like for It'll all the crap up. that they've put on that, right? So let's go back to what we're talking about with the gas, gas, and the Kato. So you got triple clamps, wheels, and fucking black bars, and it was two thousand dollars. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So this now has different Oof. brakes. It's got lock-on grips, fucking adjustable riding modes, Bluetooth. Maps that you don't have to like literally. There's plug three grand or four grand in upgrades but right this there. This is what I mean. Does but that now from a retail it? point of view? I think they will just benchmark it with the other manufacturers because oh, yeah. if they go more expensive, they've got no track record to prove. Hey, this bike's better than that thirteen and a half grand KDM. They're already struggling for sale. I think they are anyway. Kawasaki's aren't the flavor of the month. They're not like Yammies or KTM's. I think maybe like the hard thing is we just see so many KTM's yes. now. And like obviously having the umbrella of KDM, Gas, Gas, and Husky, everybody rides those bikes. Yeah. Yes, they're everywhere. They are literally everywhere. Yeah. And one, I guess it's because the Kato is a new shape, so it's everybody buys wants yeah. to buy the newest, coolest fucking thing, right? Yeah. When the we Gas, don't know Gas came out, like that. everyone wanted the red. Everybody KDM. wanted the fucking Gas, Gas. I was one of those dickheads and went and bought one brand <laughs> fucking spanking new. And like, look at me, I got the first one. I remember and then, when you picked it up, dude. I was like, oh my god. But then, like within the three months, I just look like another guy out the yeah. track. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, the, you know, the the 23 Yamaha comes out, then everybody buys that. So now, if the 24 KX comes out, they're gonna is every are we gonna see a flood of new KXs now because they're the new shape? I just for some reason I don't think. And you know, we've talked about Roger DeCosta before, right? Wherever he stands, this is weird, but wherever he stands, people seem to, when he's at KDM, all of a sudden KDMs are everywhere. Do you know what I mean? They're not even winning and people are still buying them. People were Suzuki's for ages. Like it was. I don't know if it's a Roger DeCosta thing. I think there's a culture in the sport. I think as well, 
what, what point I was going to make before was people that are on a KDM and a Yamaha, they're not going to change. In my opinion, they're not. I'm not going to get so comfy on this thing and then, ooh, bright Switch to an entirely different yeah. brand. Yeah, but I think that everyone that has been on a Cowie and have loved a Cowie before, but maybe well, Lee, upgraded. Lee, Lee, Lee will go buy Lee a new will go buy you reckon? 100%. 100%. What about the smoker? He will, so as soon as, I reckon as soon as Lee sells his... 20 whatever the fuck as soon as he listens is. to this podcast because Mr. Calder I know you're no, going no, to you're no. our biggest fan is- you're going to go and buy or put down payment on a 24k this is what will happen <laughs> they'll come out if he has sold his other bike he'll probably uh, talk to his lovely uh, fiance Sarah and say Sarah, <laughs> who's amazing by the way I who just know- got her first win in the V8 supercars yes, big did. shout out coming, coming from supercars that's a very cool so feeling he'll say babe I know, Congrats, I know we've got the wedding in January <laughs> but put it a, on the registry there's a brand new Cowie out and she will go Lee if you must have it then let's do let's it let's do it so i feel like he will he will be one of those guys and but he'll he'll keep his smoker because yeah. I, I know he, he loves, loves his smoker yeah, yeah yeah and like we've said previously before if you can afford the two they make you they they ratchet your riding up because yeah. each one of them will they coincide coincide yeah. with you and and bring yeah. more stuff anyway talking about new motorcycles still triumph yes this is an interesting one and i've i can't from Someone who, you know, like I said, retro, whatever. Like, I can't help thinking Cannondale. For some reason, every time I hear Triumph, I'm like the Cannondale motorcycle, well, motocross bike that just never worked. I'm not saying Triumph, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to be in that space. You know but- what I thought of when you just said Cannondale? I, and you will probably remember this. I don't know if a lot of other people will because I'm 400,000 years old. I'm out. He definitely won't know. The Haro Monocroc. Oh, dude, so good. The pl- that weird carbon framed thing for yep. some reason when you said Cannondale my brain instantly went to Haro Monocroc if and you have your phone Google Haro Monocroc do I don't even know how to spell it and that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. but that's what I thought of yeah, when you said and that's the Dude, thing like, Emerald. I got no data no nah, you ain't gonna I'll get nothing I'll, I'll do it I'll show um, yeah. I, I just every time I hear Triumph I, I think of British Racing Green and Cannondale and I don't know why they're the two probably ugliest things sorry MG drivers but they're, they're probably like I just can't from a motocross, like what we are, you look at all the bikes and manufacturers and stuff. How are they gonna? How are they gonna? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was the bomb, dude. Everybody, when we were kids, that thing was expensive, dude. Yeah. If your parents bought you that, you're on the you're on the big train money yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Your parents, dude. I'm, a, I'm about Triumph getting into. Oh, it, I'm dude. about it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm, I, I think it's great for the sport and more manufacturers, more competition. I'm just, I don't know, like more opportunities I, for. But it also, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's the biggest part. Like in when I think of more manufacturers coming well, in, Benny Bloss. He's got a factory role with that. Yeah, he I'm does, just saying, but, but yeah, but like that's what I mean. You bring more in, but and that conversation is interesting. With like obviously all these riders that are out and blah blah blah, mm. the fill-in riders then get yeah. more opportunities. Test riders, all that sort of the, stuff. The privateers that are doing really well, like Hi Masterpool, Masterpool. Like he's a triumph, baby. <laughs> off you go, because these go brand, run web off the track. <laughs> these brands are going to be like, well, who can we put on? Who's who's new, fast, Ooh. and exciting? Like. They're going to give opportunities yeah. to riders that might yeah. not necessarily have seen those opportunities. And whether it's a two-year contract like what Benny Bloss has got, you know, that's extended his professional career with a professional he's salary for two old. years. He's old too, yeah. so he'd be loving that. Yeah, 100%. I, I it, like the sport needs to be more of a job for some people, like to, to give people an opportunity to actually make a living. Yes. So the more manufacturers, you know, like we mentioned and joked about Ducati, but you throw, if you put Ducati in the mix, Triumph and Beta, and you've got two 450 riders a piece, two 250 riders a piece, 
you've just given yeah six more jobs 12, well, 12, more, 12 more jobs, 12 more plus jobs. mechanics, plus so, admin, plus yeah. you know, you, truck drivers. You just, it's. I think it's really good for the sport. I think it is. I think the sport's actually on a really good trajectory from what it has <laughs> been. Like it goes in ebbs and flows. Our sport, like it, you know, the nineties was popular, then it went away. Then freestyle came in, and it sort of and freestyle dropped off the face. Of yeah, the then freestyle dropped off the face of the earth. But it sort of and it went down a little bit, and it sat in a lull, and and now we're starting to see it. It push. And ratchet back up, and and so much so that brands are going. Well, this is a valid sport. Here's let's put mm. that triumph. That hasn't been cheap. No, you know what I mean. That has not been a cheap right. exercise. If I can't imagine a triumph a... logo. It ain't costing you nothing. No, it's and and because they've yeah. never been here. Yeah, like outside of the sixties, maybe, props, but they've never been here. Props to them. That's a big, oh, 100%. big jump to make. Because and nothing props, similar. Props to their intellectual property. Lockdown yeah. and how well Dude, they've yeah, done how, this. How have they managed I, to keep this? Know. And well, even that that video that. But that's that's that released. I didn't even look at until today. But I've been told that. I should a, but I got in trouble, and then he didn't even see it. But he. And then I got started. I got big mad because I was going through pages on pages but on like, pages on pages. That's the first video that's come out, and it's horrible. You can't it's even planned, see. But what that's planned. Yeah, the yeah. audio is perfect. And yeah. The video Talking about grenades. That's a grenade. Hundred percent. Yeah. But how like they're. Obviously, Ricky's going to jail if he talks. I don't know. Like someone's, there's got to be big contract, like big repercussions. Going to punch Blair out over it. <laughs> Blair's going to race it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it. Look, and everyone, you know, the minute you say Ducati, obviously that European link, people go, "Oh, it's going to be another KDM." No, forget oh, no. about it. I feel it. like any bike that comes out now, it's going to be a new KDM. Goes, it's be KDM. Forget about uh, it, guys. Don't we, think about it. We'll link the video in the description. Yeah, hundred percent. We will. More stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks. But just from watching it, there's a few ideas that kind of spat across my head as we were just talking it's another kdm it it had this weird hybrid sound of a kdm and a yamaha i don't know just that over rev sound yeah. sounded having played then again all 250fs kind of in over rev sound pretty much the same i'm, I'm slowly like. learning what that sounds like so oh, yeah kane kane got i'm a short shifter kane got, got schooled on the over rev the other day for nice. the first time he actually felt the bike get into the meat of the power yeah and was like oh ooh, there's so many pelicans ooh. here this thing goes a bit faster than i thought it did <laughs> um, yeah they've got um sorry, look he's trying to stay on top <laughs> look try uh, try for coming from a sorry to cut you off there guys i coming from a, a like having played with road bikes in my you know not so distant past triumph have always done things differently different. like if you look at a triumph or work on it they've always, always been triumph they've always leaked oil and they've always been different right <laughs> that's just how hopefully these ones are a little bit more refined than some of the older ones but you know look triumph i think they've got a lot of got a lot of stuff to prove because their road bikes for a long time they were built on passion not on reliability mm -hmm. and that's not you know not like the japanese or the the, the european reliability so they've, they've got a lot to prove when it comes to that thing i, I like think anyway fast Huh? I feel like it's going to be fast. Yeah, I think my opinion. I reckon the first release of it, it'll be fast handle. Like yeah, that. that's me too. Yeah, and it'll be too fast slowly. Because I honestly think to make the horsepower is probably the easiest part. Yeah. of their job. Oh yeah, but having it actually. Well, that formula's already written in. You know, yeah, dude. Yeah, for years. Well, they would never have had to dabble with constant changing conditions in regards to suspension. No, like, yeah. obviously roads, road. It's wet. Or it's dry. And they're That's mainly it. a touring, commuting bike. Yeah. Realistically, if you go to a Trumpy dealer now and have a look there, they're either old school replicas or armchairs on the back, panniers, <coughs> cruising yeah, yeah, for, yeah. you know, down the Great Ocean Road sort of thing. So you know, I was going to, I was actually going to get a Trident 
they're trying to try to like my learners road bike oh really yeah they're really then, big <coughs> are they big like a naked bike though yeah oh, yeah so i don't really bikes. know a great deal about um, road bikes but then you know I, was, I had a baby so i'm like yeah no see i did the whole got my license waited three years bought a cbr thousand yeah. like i did that whole process see, which I, I don't recommend doing if you're not a motorcyclist or haven't <laughs> been a motorcyclist don't do that yeah. um but yeah, yeah like it it'll looks, be interesting it looks like it's running an aluminium frame yeah sort of similar to like the old case i don't know i couldn't see I any took it, pixels yeah dude i like took a freeze frame and tried to make out some speculation i think aluminium aluminium frame is going to be your staple outside yeah. of the european stuff which is weird triumph being british they're going to sit in a weird space right so you've got japanese which are going to be aluminium imagine it's like aluminium with a carbon subframe who knows? Because then it's a little there bit, was a lot little of little bit of everything. A lot of but the See, British but will always do their... They'll always put their own unique... It won't be like, okay, it's it's a heart and soul of this. It could be, I don't know. But knowing what their motorcycles are generally like, I think it's going to be something out, out of the ordinary. I'm going to speculate and just throw a Go for random it. point up. But like, say, if you were going to get into the dirt bike scene and you say it will start with like the frame, you'd want to go safer rather than like ballsy and try and make something wacky and new so like looking at the have you frame, met an engineer yeah yeah just hear me out uh, have you met a business person because it's trying for i've met a couple business. of them recently and i'm yeah. learning a lot yeah <laughs> so you want to make sure that it works your first run and if you look at kx has basically ran the 08 honda chassis for years like it's pretty much the same as thing. A, yeah if i'm thinking safe and put a powerhouse in the chassis they would go that old reliable for the first sort of run to get their feet wet. This is a complete bullshit speculation. But in my opinion, I would lean that way. Is use something that's been done before. It's been ridden millions of hours on the, on yeah. the chassis. Yeah. But the but, thing that's been done before is steel frame. That's where it all started. Yeah, yeah but, no, no, but saying, I don't think they're relevant anymore though. Like chromoly steel is. <laughs> what am I riding? Chromoly steel, not like steel frame, but yeah, but <laughs> that's not relevant. Every new bike on the KDM, KDM. range, on the KDM range, steel frame. But do you know what I mean? Like when, I, when you say steel frame, I think of CR, like yeah, like, like yeah, proper steel, steel frame, yeah, special steel, carbon steel. But when you look at chromoly, obviously that has different characteristics but from a like i said they're going to be weird because you've got european and you've got japanese which have always as been clear to british racing green i'm cool oh bro <laughs> i can't see it being anything else oh man i really can't it comes out and it just looks like the color of a, it's a jag it's a jag yeah. yeah yeah none of the electrics like, you know there's like british um with the jags that kind of the emblem sticks up yeah the front of the bonnet it's, yeah, like yeah. The front it's of the got front a triumph logo that's like sitting up off the off the front fender <laughs> And none of the electrics will work, and it'll do a head gasket within the first couple nah, of rides. I'm excited, and I think, I, I think it'll be, be good. in production for us. I think in another year. I think they're only racing them in 24. Yeah. In Europe, on the 250s, and then 25, they're going to do 250, 450 in Europe. I'm not sure about the US, but I think we'll get the production bikes in 25. I think it's going to be interesting because what is going to be their biggest challenge? They've got Tedesco, Ricky. They've got all these guys that are going to be putting hours on these bikes, whatever their European test team is how they're going to make a motorcycle that's going to relate to the masses. Because we've all had... There's no one will want to steer away from their brands to ride a Triumph. No, because we've all but had... It's new. And sh- what did you do with the gas gas? What yeah, did you do with your gas it gas? It had semi-proven formula. 100%. Oh, okay. Coming from the KTM. Yeah, fair, fair. Well. But you know what I mean? Like, And we see this time and time again. Bikes are tested with A-graders on Californian tracks. We get here, suspension. 
straight away suspension for the average human being in a different country, right? So Triumph have got all these pros giving them feedback. Whether those pros try to or not, they can't not give feedback that's not on a professional level. Yeah. They can't give C-grade feedback. Yeah, that's true. So it's going to be interesting to see how well Triumph adapts and what suspension they choose, whether they go KYB, shower, WP, or they do their own thing. And it's going to be how that is then adapted to the general population and the aftermarket as well. They'd have to adapt someone else's suspension. You would think um, so. Like what Fantech did and all that sort of stuff. I think um, possibly... You would make a production bike before making the race bike, though. You don't. You will not. You're not going to build a factory bike and then go backwards. KDM doesn't do that. Well, in Europe, it's different rules. Yeah, they can run whatever. So, and testing but, in Europe first up, they're probably going to go. Let's give this everything and well, see what happens, the and then dial it back. Is that they're going to race the bike before releasing it to the public? So I'm going to eat what I just said. Yeah, yeah. They're probably going to try and make an absolute fire-breathing dragon they want to and then peel back yeah, well, yeah. they're not going to want to come out and make it a, a sort of statement yeah no you're not yeah. going to come out and go alright guys he's got a brand new bike we're going to run mediocre yeah, yeah. Like, that ain't going to happen it's going to have something that's like holy shit they've definitely put the reef like I can't and you know I can't imagine Ricky's Ricky, paychecks yeah, the check is, is going to be cheap like he ain't put his name to it like yeah. he ain't taking a few zeros short do you know what I mean right. and like so they put they're not going oh wait, like, like what Cannondale did and you can do some research on the Cannondale mm-hmm. if you want to it was pretty credit to Cannondale they tried some wild like it was a wild thing and it just didn't work they just didn't put the resources that were needed into it whereas Triumph obviously are putting in the resources that's going to be needed for this motorcycle to work and like you said about motocross going in a good direction I think with the likes of Triumph and Ducati I think it's actually going in a very good I think it's it's going in the healthiest for the wogs in Italy to be like yeah yeah Hey, we're gonna ride a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> I ride yeah. a motocross this think, weekend. Because you know what's interesting? My parents just got back from Italy uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about. My dad was telling me about he's, he went to heaps of bike dealerships, like anywhere that my poor mum getting dragged around. Nancy's just dragged around back in Sicily, but um, over there, enduro is huge, way bigger than right. motocross. Way well, Europe, like, I'm pretty sure, like, is enduro, enduro, enduro. Like, hard so, enduro, all that yeah. sort of stuff. I think it'll be interesting with Ducati in one, do they go down the enduro route? Two, what the hell do they cost? Oh, because anything with a Duke dude, I don't know, badge on it. Well, and also once you put a headline on a bike, you know there's another five grand on top of yeah, hundred percent cross bike. Yeah, so I think. Ducati. The Ducati thing makes like Triumph. I'm like, yeah, that's coming. Like, that's gonna happen. The Ducati thing. Can like, I just? I know my ethnicity. I don't know what's going can on I, over there because they don't know what's going can on. Can I just there, say, but, like I said, going back to having had a road background as a motorcycle mechanic, people who buy Ducatis are buying them like buying Ferraris. You ain't buying a Ducati because it's good to run and it feels nice and it rides well. No. I'm telling you right now, they are. Not that great. You ride a ten nine eight or an eight nine nine. Oh, forget about it, dude. I don't even ride road bikes, and I've always said if I was to buy a road bike, I'd buy a Ducati. Yeah, yeah. And I have no interest. Because it's in a Ducati. Bike. Because it looks sick. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the difference, though, with motocross guys on road. You can you can not have the ability, right? Sorry, guys, but you can just switch off and cruise around. Mm. Right? It's true, and yeah. And but as a motocross guy, no matter what level that we went through it yesterday with my bike and the the engine feeling and suspension and stuff. Guys aren't going to put up with that off-road. And Ducati need to realize that. They need to do this and make this good because off-road guys it's are a, a different totally breed. totally different market, man. You know, like you said, you can't... Yeah, dude might put a GoPro on his R1 and do 300Ks in a mm. straight line. 
Can't turn a corner to save that's his life. That's great, but then you go down to Rosebud, and we've ridden for years, mm. and we ain't doing that super fast. No. no. Like, the different but, world. Yeah, like what you guys were just saying with buying a road bike, you buy it. You don't do you anything don't, to it. No, you don't. Like yeah. road guys, the diehard guys do. Well, they'll do exhaust. The guys that want to do like a track day yeah. or whatever, they'll you know they'll do exhaust. They'll do maybe some mapping or whatever. And they're not doing. They're not like the average Joe isn't going out and getting the suspension done. Well, the Ducatis come with Olins. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like they come stacked. But most yeah. of the guys riding As would hope know. so for forty eight grand, forty eight million dollars. But yeah. most of road guys aren't in tune with that sort of stuff. You still need to tweak that shit. Mm. Like it's like us saying. Well, f- f- like with my bike, like yeah, I went and bought eight kits and went sick. Now I can just put them in. They're going to be mad. No, no, they're not. Yeah. You still have to play with them. Road bike, that is the industry. It's what it looks like. Mm. Like we work on like aesthetics a lot because we we do. But you buy road bike stuff. They're going to put fairings on it that look like Repsol. whatever. Yeah, yeah, like my Repsol replica. My yeah. Honda had two thousand eight Valencia Repsol yeah. fairings on it because it looked different. Mm. It had a Yosh slip on, and that was it. That's it looks it. sick. That's what you do. It's a different. You can't rely. It's like Ferrari. You can't rely on it being a Ferrari for people to buy it. Yeah. Because you can literally jump in one of those things and just switch off on a dirt bike. If you switch off, you get hurt. Yeah. It is. It's a one to one. Switched on, you get hurt. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Super on. Ducati are either going to surprise us or be completely stereotypical of what their general mentality is at the moment. And if they do that, it'll be the end of their dirt bike. Yeah, and it'll be short and sharp. Yeah. Um, World Supercross, baby. We got complete riders teams. We do. Everything's been released. Colt Nichols, <coughs> Rick Ware, Racing Kawasaki. Can I just say, Colt Nichols is on a Cowie now, right? Yeah, that's fucking weird. I seen a photo of him on it the other day, and like, like again, me being ignorant, and I don't really pay too much attention to the WSX stuff at the moment. But in my mind, I was still Colt Nichols on Honda, yeah, and I seen him cool. riding this Cowie, and I was like, that doing? looks fucking odd <laughs> it's always that adjustment period when someone does change manufacturers you're like oh man but it, it just, doesn't look yeah, like Ando going like, from husky to cow you're like no but like oh, that didn't that didn't make but, but like Justin oh, Hill's on a cow again like he was killing on a Kato they always run in cow but that's still like that like Justin Hill's been on a cow but Colt just dude. I don't know man Colt looks weird yeah. on a cow yeah he does but one thing um, I'm super excited for World Supercross like I am I because oh. I just think it's almost refreshing as much as people are like oh the competition's not as good yeah that's fine whatever but it's going to be awesome to see some guys say like Kevin Moran's right? like, I'm a massive fan of Moran's I think a lot of people are I th- yeah. fans I of think Moran's. so and you give this kid opportunity and then you put him in a field where it's not Tomac Sexton mm. Webb Plessinger and yeah and then you get to see him run up the front. I just think that's sick. And you know what the like, thing is? Like, we talk about the health of the sport at the yeah. moment. The health only come. We might, you know, you might not like watching, you know, like we've said, you know, the Australian WSX last year was a little bit, you know, whatever. But if we're there, if we're supporting it, if we're getting around it, it's only going to get bigger. 100%. You know what I mean? We, regardless of where it is at the moment, we have to support it because we're looking for more of this sport and more health in the sport and more health means more stuff more stuff more everything you know what i mean and opportunities and and wsx i reckon they just need to put the smx and wsx or whatever it is more the better Mm, split it up i don't care what you guys do figure it out but the more the better i reckon like and that's what wsx is at the moment it's definitely more is better this year coming around as well it's a little bit more tangible with not having two 
the biggest gripe that I had with it last year, and don't get me wrong, it was sick, but you can't have two rounds and then no. say it's a world championship. Yeah. No, but now was, they're going to have a few. Now rounds. it's tangible because yeah. you got five rounds. You going, you're actually going to, you world know, wide. opposite ends of the the yeah. world. Blah blah blah. Now you can say, cool. And it, it's more tangible and it's bringing more, more people to the sport that have mainly be diehard passionate fans who can only ever see it you know yeah great america you've got all the the, the cards but you know there are more of us around the world that that do want appreciate i want to watch it like yeah, give it up seriously it well think about us man yeah. like we get world supercross i mean we get um the oz supercross which they decided don't have a streaming service yes yeah, last season like that was great made no sense to me but then Outside of that, we don't get it. Like, we get the Oz Pro MX, but, like, Supercross is the spectacle. Mm. That's the big deal. And that's the biggest thing. Like, over here, people got to realize that for our Oz Motocross, we got to travel a long, long, <laughs> long way to, to, to stand yeah. at a... At well, a ain't g- nobody watching every round in Australia with the Pro Motocross. No. no. If you're a local Victorian, you're going to watch the Victorian round. Yeah, you watch one tag and then that's yeah. it. And then you and watch the rest it. of it on TV. Unless you're directly involved. Yeah. Like, one of my mates is like quite directly involved with setting up the tracks and blah 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 is that Drew yeah Drew so he gets to go to every round but but he's getting paid to go there you know like he's not just a fan he's a worker whereas like you know obviously to be fair I've not even been to one thank you to watch the pro motocross but like for me I'm not going to Queensland, man. Like, no, I'm not going, going to. Nah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you know, and supercars, to their credit, do it pretty well. They sort of stretch their season out from January. Uh, the team guys hate it, but they stretch it out <laughs> from, from end to end. Whereas, whose idea was it to stick motocross in the middle of football season? Like, really, guys? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, let's spread it out. Let's, you know, it's a summer sport. Let's spread it out. Let's give it, you know, yeah, some sort of... it also stops those stupid rounds like Aubrey and um, Gilman. Like, you're running a risk running it in winter. I get... 100% you what, are. Like, mudders are a part of the sport, but... <laughs> they weren't mudders. They were like, Aubrey like was stupid. Every, every Aubrey was round. dumb. Like, I remember talking to um, Cal, the kid we sponsor, and it was like, you're there, so you're going to race, yeah. but you're a privateer. Cash is hard to come by. Trashing you're bikes. destroying bikes. bikes. Yeah. And even like Dean Ferris was the only dude that stood up and said, this was stupid. This is costing yeah. families. Everybody. Too much. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And it's sort of what you mentioned uh, with, is it Mark from Wiper? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Why are, we, ra- summer, man. Why are like, we racing in winter? Not, yeah, not, not so even much summer, summer, but like spring. Like, yeah, not, you're not, you're going to race in February 1st. You know what yeah, I mean? Where Jesus. it's 400 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, VBs, these guys are running on VBs, some of them, and they'll be sweating to death. Spin. But. You know, let's let's be more sensible. I and it kills me, and I'm going to say, it, and I care who I upset. It's not a winter sport. Get over it, guys. In Europe and America, where the sport is, I mean, predominant, ideally, it's in summer. It's winter if it doesn't rain. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the tracks stay nice, but yeah. majority, yeah. Like, well, in dude, reality, when do, they do, when do they do the outdoors in the US? Summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. Europe. Summer. Oh. All over the place. Yeah, it's also I feel like the GPs summer. they just do it for me that they, they do the GPs all year round. Yeah, I just never know. I, what's going I feel on. like that's that real space sort of mentality. It's like it's it's raining, we ride, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? No, <laughs> dude, that's a good point. That's a super good point. If you listen to Max Anstey um after he won oh, what round was it? That mutter. The one where he was East so West pumped. Yeah, well yeah. it's the only one he won. Yeah. Um but he was saying how in Europe, if it's raining, you're training. Like Yeah. Give a shit. 
if it's cold yeah, yeah. when but it, they it's, try it's always and, raining over there anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that and that's in sort the of US a, they try and make everything perfect every single day and yeah. then if it's yeah. raining that right so like look there's got to be a blend color. between the two I think we're the opposite we just follow along behind whatever you know the, the racing schedule is that the US is doing if we go off schedule from football we've got to get more fans and more engagement look at World Supercross when we know, went to World are we really getting footy fans we're not getting footy fans no right? I think they correlate because footy fans are supercars fans and general sporting fans are general sporting it's motorsport it's motorsport hang on supercar fans are not the same as motocross fans because you grow up in Australia or the culture was that now it's not it's dying but you're a Holden guy or you're a Ford guy Mm. I don't care if you watch the rest of the series you watch Bathurst so like V8 supercars is a part of Australian culture yes uh, in my opinion not motorsport Mm. it's a part of motocross is not Australian culture well, no, it's it's not, and but you've got to tack on to that interest of combustion engines, right? You've got to tack on to that. Yeah, we're motocross or motorsport, and your engines and noise and excitement and Dude, stuff like that. It's a sick sport. It's just getting the eyeballs there. A hundred percent, and that's and that's we're doing everything wrong for that. There's not I enough believe. promotion. There's not enough major, but. We could, we could yeah, go we could on to anyway, Back to WSX. Anyway, WSX, Matt Moss is riding for Club MX on a 450. That's Very cool. I, I think that's cool. That's cool. That's been around for a long time. Like, yeah. Dude, I used to like ride Kembla when he was there in fucking Sydney, which is really in Wollongong. Um, every Wednesday, and, and Mossy would be there. Matt and Jake? No, nah, Jake was never around. Uh, this was like just before <coughs> all like the controversial shit happened with, with Matt and yeah. he yep. didn't race for a while, but it would be. Yeah, like there'd be Matt, Cloudy would be there, Tanny would come down every now and again. Um, you'd see Kyle Webster down there. That's it. And like, I remember talking to Matt in the back of his van one day, and like, this is sort of when I first started tattooing. And I was like, we we're talking about tires. And I was like, oh, dude, fucking, you know, I've been running shit tires because I just got no money. He just like gave me some of his like pracky tires which were like brand new yeah sick and, and just super nice dude and that's the, that's sort of stuff I mean you know you know, it's stuff like that those little sort of gestures and I remember seeing Matt and Jay or watching them as on 85 at the Supercross Masters you know bleached Super white hair Masters. like ready to go you know what I mean when we were literally just running really small arena cross mm, stadiums yeah. Yeah. you know back in, in the day so yeah that's cool to see him still going with that sort of stuff you know and Club MX are putting it's good in. that he's still super competitive man yeah, like, yeah. to take as long dude it's as like many yeah, Maddie's, yeah, but I mean, like, he, like Matt stepped away from, well, not stepped away. Obviously, like yeah, I said, there was the controversy and whatever. Um, but this guy's. But he's come back and he's still dude, fucking. Club MX, he's what still fast. Yeah, now he's on Club MX. That's, that's and, and who knows, man, if he has a real good World Supercross run. Well, he has raced AMA before. And but I'm just saying, and he did a little bit last season, but it was with a, that Suzuki. Yep. Hep? It wasn't Hep. No, uh, Barrex. He was on Barrex. Yeah, with Barrex Suzuki. But what I'm saying is, like, it just gives another opportunity. Yeah, again, and that's what WSX is doing. Do you know what I mean? Like some guys that you know, it's either you're coming back from retirement phase or you're a new guy coming through. It gives you more well tangibility. It gives you more race craft. You know, looking at this, Cade Clayson. Yeah. Super fast dude. Yeah. Like doesn't really do amazing in the pro motocross and like the AMA but on a 450 in World Supercross he's a contender yeah he's like he's going to do something because the kid and, it, and the it's not fast. even that it's just that little bit of belief because it's like cool yeah. I don't have fucking Tomac breathing down. down my neck yeah like yeah. and it's it's a brand new you haven't you've raced maybe some Did of I, it but it's brand new 
it's wild that he's on the 450 and they've got Bogle on the 250. It's crazy, Bogle. Dude. Bogle's dope. He's a dude. Yeah, he's like what just he's like one of them dudes now that's just sort of around yeah. sort of thing, you know. And you got um, Hunter Yoda got a ride with Pipes. Well, it's like the Ken Rocks and Suzuki team. Team, yeah. The Ken Rocks and Suzuki The K-Rocks is it. That's what it is. Yeah. Don't ever go there. It's Ken Rocks and Suzuki team. I'm super like pumped that Ken's putting time into that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're putting, like going, yeah, cool. You know what? We're not doing AMA. We're going World Supercross because, you know, and that shows the 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 global nature of the sport because he wants to go and race in front of his hometown in Germany. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it has that, that level of, of coolness about at that it. End of, at that stage of your career, if you've got the money, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure old Kenny, Kenny K rock ain't short of a dollar. And we this, take a, a quick intermission. We can. So that last time, because last time we had someone listen to the video. Yeah. We're going to do a quick check of the camera yep. and the recording. Perfect. And then we'll be, Back on track. We'll be right back with. Oh, we right moments. back. It's just after this uh, quick message from our sponsors. <laughs> Thunder Valley. Super mega. Duper. Whatever. Cross. Cross. Yeah, I was looking at the notes. I'm like, what the fuck is SMX? <laughs> just trying to be uh, as correct as I can be. Um, Thunder Valley. Jet. I mean, it's oh, Jet. I wonder what Jet did. Jets. It's it's boring. Sorry, guys. Motocross, AMA, motocross. The technical side when he's bouncing about is kind of cool. Cool. What did you say last last podcast? Very farting. (laughs) Very farting about. But, yeah, it's... It's boring. It's boring to watch. It's... Yeah. (laughs) Europe. Europe's going to show the interest, I reckon. It'll be more interesting racing over there. But in terms of... The 250 class is still super exciting to watch. I feel like 250s are always a good class to watch because you've got a lot of young dudes who are just keen to prove themselves. And every time you've got that, you've got exciting race in any form of motorsport so many valves that bounce oh dude (laughs) (laughs) mainly from um, a blue bike 238 (laughs) 238. yeah we love a good valve bounce on that side of town he is an aggressive running 338 huh i was so close to him running 338 you're okay yeah it ain't (laughs) (laughs) he um, he he is aggressive dude really aggressive always has been but yeah like every bike he's ridden he's been like that yeah he um he's been riding aggressive there was a little bit of I don't think it's controversial. Like people make it out as if it's controversial. People love controversy. They do, and especially with Hayden, which is annoying. But him and Hunter had a good little cat and mouse in Moto. I think it was Moto One. Um, people were saying it was cross jumping him, brake checking him. Like, dude, it's racing. He didn't cross jump him. But like the flow of the track, it was going that way. You know, and Hunter sort of knew where he was going. But I- it made for sick racing. Like Hunter got around him and nearly took him out doing it. But dude it's racing and it was sick to watch yeah. I think that's the thing though like and that's this is probably where you're going to see that rivalry start to to come out with between Hunter and Deegan and Hunter I you know like I said they're great Australian whatever but I think it's going to get ugly and I think Hunter's yeah. going to be at the losing end of this nah Hunter wraps this up dude no, oh, he'll he'll oh, win this, the Yeah, this time, hundred percent. But I think once Deegan starts to, once you get that aggression out and get that re, that refined riding nature in, and that that different, you know, as he gets older, Deegan's going to keep chewing. Yeah, yeah, dude, he ain't going to let that bone go. Nah, no, he won't. And he'll nah. do what it takes to to get it, regardless. I I don't see. I think it'll be super competitive. Um, I still pick Hunter even in the future when they're in the same class. But um, I just think. Hunter's racecraft and his maturity. Is, I think yeah, it, it, hang on, it will outlast Hayden in two two fifties. Yeah, it'll he'll. So by the time that Hayden's ready to actually yeah. put down the gauntlet, like yeah. give him a run. Yeah. See, uh, 
Hunter will step up to 450. Yeah. But I think that, and that's where Hunter's sort of, I think that's where his time starts to, depending on what Jet's doing and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think, I don't think there is any clear competition between the two brothers. And then Hayden's going to come in and probably add another element of that eventually as well. So I think Hunter is the big loser in a lot of this, in this sort of generation of, of motor, like motocross, yeah, I, I believe. A, to play a little devil's advocate, and we need to wrap this topic up because we talked about it last week. But yeah. if you look at Jet's season um, in the West, he won the same amount of races, same amount of this and that. Yeah. I know the talent was deeper in the West, but Hunter still made light work of it. Mm. And when they rode outdoors together last season, it was pretty close between Jet and Hunter. Like, I know Jet's quicker, um, but I, I still think... Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to when they're racing each other again. It, it'd be kind of interesting to see where Jet and Hunter sit Jet was still on a 250 now. Yeah. Like whether he would be, I, I mean, obviously with the Supercross, it was totally different, but whether he would be dominating the 250 class like he is the 450 class. I don't think. To, the, to that extreme. Yeah. He'd be dominating yeah. it. He'd be dominating it, but I don't think. But I mean, to the extreme that he is doing no. in the 450. No. Like it'd I, be I interesting. Think, I think it would be interesting if you were to pull, um, you know, Justin Cooper, maybe even Hayden Deegan. RJ, put him on a 450 and see how they'd go for this season. RJ would just keep crashing like see, he always does But anyways. see, here's the thing with RJ. Like, I know he signed that deal to be on a 250 for another 47 years, but um, RJ rode the 450 well at Daytona. <laughs> and in any, but in any time that you should put him on a 450 would be now. You got no yeah, Mookie. No you got no but like is, Ray. <laughs> is RJ going to be another Osborne? He's going to be, oh, <laughs> but you know what the the thing is. But, everyone's what, what I'm saying. Garrett Marchbank's got a second, and, and we're going to record. We're going to recap on um, this last round because we're recording this a bit late. Mm. But this morning in the outdoors, um, yeah, what did he come? He got third. Marchbank's got a second in a motor. Oh, third. No, he got a second in a motor. But did he get third? Over, no, nah, he, he didn't. Did, oh, no, no, did. My bad. Yeah, did. But like Garrett Marchbank's is getting a second. Like it'd be really cool to. And especially that rivalry between Jet and RJ, like that'd be sick. And yeah. I think it would really elevate. I think it'd be good for RJ mm. to I, get him on and get him some confidence under his belt because I think he'd he'd kill it. In this he does. He's fast. He's definitely oh, dude. He's just fast. Like he just makes lasters. shit mistakes. But you know what the the thing is, people are talking about this perfect season, right? And they're putting this whole thing on Jet as a perfect season. What people have got to remember is that Ricky did this perfect season. I think Stu did one as well, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. They did theirs when there was the field was deep kevin windham mm. chad reed stew all that sort of stuff this is not a perfect season as it warrants to what people think it is in my I, opinion I think anyway it's more so the fact if it is, is a perfect season it's they, still weren't, only... they weren't rookie perfect seasons were they no no but even then but like, i think that's what the big thing with it's it a is. rookie it's, perfect it's, it's, season. his rookie debut in a 450 yeah and he's absolutely making everybody Waxing. look like yeah they do not because know then, yeah, if you buy that logic okay give jet three seasons on a 450 yeah. in outdoors. Like, what's he going to do? Give him the whole field. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? like, true. And I think I, I watched, I actually did some some Kane. Oh, I, I saw this yesterday. What, I, did, I was going to comment in our group chat on that, but what, what? I watched. I can give you some recommendations if you really want to get <laughs> deep into this. Pre 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I watched 07, so Ricky rode part time in outdoors. Um, Good season. I watched 06. Great season. Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Kane's just turned into a tripod. You can just literally say 
Ricky Road and you'll be like <laughs> best season 1835 <laughs> best best season best great season. season great season no I watched um, 07, 06, 05 oh, and then I watched oh great oh, season dude we'll get you some tissues um, <laughs> do you want a two straight great watched, well that's why I watched 05 because when I was watching 08 and 07, 06 I'm like Ugh. you know what I found um, get sidetracked the sound of the 450s when they were carbureted was dark no dude I loved it they were just like loud and angry well, homies won out at Cruzix yesterday I think homies won out there yesterday at Cruzix hadn't seen an air filter in a year <laughs> or a proper valve or a valve yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah watching you my point I was I was eventually getting to was you said the field was stacked but say with Ricky when he was racing Stuart Stuart was young and Ricky was prime, prime Ricky. But then outside of those two, Reed didn't give a shit about outdoors. No. He didn't. Oh. He didn't. He didn't. In 06, he'd already said this was his last outdoor. Yeah. And, like, and then he did 400 more of them yeah. after that. Yeah. And um, I just think like, yeah, I'm not, I'm trying not to skew my comments on Ricky because of the video we talked about last week. But like, he's amazing. And he's Look at it from him as a rider. But objectively, like, when people go, oh, Ricky did it with a stacked field. It was like, yeah, you had first, second. Wyndham would have been in there. Yeah, but Wyndham. Wyndham, dude, is Villeman couldn't hold Villeman was. I don't think he was like he. But this he, is a top five guy. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. So the, like, yeah. So like the con, like I get the four fifty class at Jetson is completely empty. Yeah, completely empty. But I still think the way that he beats everyone, and as much as we only got one round of it. The way he beat Chase, like, the dude's there. Oh, look, there's no taking... I still think if you put Tomac in there, it'd be real good racing, but I still see Jet beating him. Yeah, I think Tomac's... I think he's mentally checking out from a racing point of view, especially mainly from an outdoor point of view. I think Tomac's... Tomac's Yeah, 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 but this season, he would have gone hard because this would be his last... Tomac is fast. Oh, dude, I... No, no, like, I mean, in regard... Like, Jet doesn't look fast... But he's fast, whereas Tomac looks, looks fast, fast and he's fast. Now, I think I made the comment with you guys. Eli is, I like to think, is the last of the old flog the Christ out of the traditional motor yeah. yeah, yeah, and now it's all starting to go. That's that next he's, generation. He's giant Deegan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that, that's yeah. yeah, just ride the absolute ball. Well, out I've of it. Yeah. read somewhere someone said they watched him ride at one of the practice tracks or whatever a little while ago, and it's like he's. Like you watch people ride a 450, and if you know what they're like, he he must be strong and just brutal, yeah, like just super wild. strong. Yeah. yeah, just manhandling. But yeah, yeah um, with Jet, it is kind of boring, but um, he's just so talented, man. But in the two, in, but in saying that, the 450, it wasn't a boring. That's race. probably the biggest. If you left because the TV crew did a good job, they kind of let Jet. They yeah, just they did. sort of don't focus on they him. Don't focus on him. But dude, Ty Masterpool was unreal. Privateer oh, going 5-4 for, I think he got 6th overall. But going 5-4 against all the factory dudes, mm. like, you know, and not all of them, but like all of them that were there. Like, he was, he rounded up. He, he chased down and passed Ferrandis and Ciancerulo. Mm. Like, but that's, see, that's not normal. And that's what I was saying at the, in the last episode, if anyone could actually hear it. Um, was privateers this is great yeah. like these guys yeah. being out is giving some guys that might not necessarily see that 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 limelight and that that sort of exposure it's fantastic you know yeah. like and that's privateers 
this sport is more privateers than it is factories. You know what I mean? And they're the, the heart of this sport. So that's what they're sort of the ones that are slogging their ass and paying fucking all the money out of their pockets to be 100%. there to was, race every weekend yeah. and make fuck all money. Yeah. 100%. I was watching a, an interview uh, before the races for, what was it, Bud's Creek? Was that what this morning? Was it Bud's Creek? No, was today it was High Point. High Point. Yeah. yeah, so um, an interview with Ty before High Point. He was saying just from that round, he had so many people reach out. Someone was able to cart his bike around so he could fly in. Like just that one race alone made his life that little bit better. A little bit it easier. It just gave him that opportunity. And sometimes it a little bit easier. it's that little 1% things that do make all the difference. Like if you get an extra night's sleep or you're not in a van for yeah. 400 days trying to get to the next race, you know, that yeah. can make the biggest difference. And that's what the factories are always, the luxuries they're always afforded. Mm. And not necessarily the the privateers, unless you're a bulk cash privateer, but there's not many of them getting around. And on top of that, yeah, Derek Drake qualified fourth yep. in, in practice, ahead of Ferrandis, Webb, AP. Like, it's just sick. And um, I won't delve into it, but the things that Derek Drake's gone through to get where he's at, like, he, I think he had a heart problem. Like, he's been down. Oh, yeah, I've heard some, yeah, down, some talk really, about that really stuff. Down. Yeah, yeah. And, and to come back, man, like, that it's just sick like I love seeing it as much as Jet's checking out and that's all good but like seeing these other dudes and oh, even like little battle, battles between Ferrandis and AP mm. and you know like it's exciting look as long way. as Webb's not doing nothing I'm chill <laughs> I'm chill with it big chill yeah but yeah I think um, going back to the 250s Hayden Deegan struggled a little bit at Thunder Valley I think the and Marshall I reckon will disagree I think the track was too techy was too technical you can't you be aggressive with you it. You couldn't override it. Like, <laughs> well, I'm going to throw this out there. I didn't even watch it, so I couldn't even tell you. Um, we are your trusted news source. <laughs> oh, man. Last weekend was just fucking shit. Um, but, yeah, like, well, I mean, even without even seeing the track and listening to you say that the track was too technical to be overridden, which is something that Deegan does. He rides, he overrides a lot. Sometimes it pays off. This time, obviously, it, it yeah. didn't pay off. I think that's a rookie age thing, and which is what we were just talking about with Deegan and what will happen with maturity as he's progressing throughout his career. They're all the same. You know, like you just mentioned Stu coming into two, 250s back in the day or 450s, that, that class. He just overrode yeah. it, yeah. and he just kept crashing. Yeah, and so, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. what, I don't know, well, I know you don't really watch Deegan's uh, YouTube channel or whatever. I, you do, I right? Like, every time you watch... There and I think that they pretty much post every day. Every single YouTube video that Brian talks in, we're learning, learning. every yeah, week. Which is, I mean, like it's all well and good that you're doing well, and you know they go from saying we're learning, and then it get the shit gets serious, and obviously now Deegan's doing really well, so they sort of trying to. It seems like that's shifting from we're learning to we want to win, yep. but. <coughs> he's still learning. He like, has to, and he'll forever he's still be learning. learning. And yeah, like ride, override the fuck out of the bike. Yeah, cool. Do it. Do what you need to do. He still ain't finishing out of the top ten. No, yeah. no. Don't. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's that's the biggest thing. And one thing that I I love sports psychology, like just different team. Like Man City is a soccer club that I follow, um, and this year they won. It's called the treble. So you win like your Premier League, so you top of the table, FA Cup, and then Champions League for European champions, and. I've been watching some of their videos from internally, like how they've adopted their mentality for the whole year. Mm. And it's incredible. Like they were going to win that treble from the first day of the season, just the way that mentally they it's were. It's the mental state. And it's just so sick to see um, 
when Deegan was winning, say, a heat race or got a podium, he was pumped, but he would always talk about just learning. Like you mentioned, like it's mm. all learning. Yeah. And if he can keep that, that mentality, because I think Jet has that mentality too. Like Daz has got it pretty drilled into him that they can always get better. Mm. Doesn't oh, matter what no you're one's doing. Perfect. Like you can always get better. I think that's Deegan's probably biggest strength is just that mentality. That, well, I think like Brian, Brian himself is a fucking absolute powerhouse and yeah. knows more shit than a lot of people would take that he actually does know. I mean, to build what he's built from yeah. fucking nothing, the dude's constantly learning yeah. every day. So, oh, and he's of learning. Of course, he's going to send that over to his kids, where yeah. his kids are going to have to adapt. And you know, all right, cool. He learned like let's say Hayden learns this racing and blah blah blah. But even after racing, he's still going to have to learn to then go on to do something else mm. after that. So that whole family and the way Deegan, like Brian's drilled into their heads is learn 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 like you yeah. said you can never stop never learning. stop learning no and make the mistakes fuck up and he's and no just yeah. yeah and he can be afforded that space at the moment he like the team's not putting any pressure on him nothing no, he can go and tip it over he can override it he can underwrite it he can these next probably i'm going to say two years maybe 18 months or a couple of seasons they're not expecting him to win a title no right? and that's yeah. the thing he has the time and obviously he's he wants to do well immediately mm. which is great but with that hunger comes mistakes but mm. now's the time to have them yeah, to so have make, those like mistakes Jack made those mistakes yeah he made some fucking big ones when yeah, there's yeah. very little consequence to yeah. what you're actually but then when it comes time you've got it all Crunch out of your system time. you're exactly. ready to go let's yep. focus and let's i think um, happen. yeah oh just lost my train of thought um but yeah sorry i've completely lost what i was about to say but yeah the whole nutting it out now yeah. oh that's what i was going to say we mentioned before we started the podcast with roxon right when he came to high point a rider with nothing to lose and just a rider that's going out there to have fun, learn a bit, mm. just it's enjoy the, himself. That's a dangerous rider. 100% it's a dangerous Because there's no weight on his shoulders. Mm. Like, you look at Deegan, when you line up at the in the 250s, you've got Coop, Deegs, Kitchen. Like, their Kitchen's been around longer than him. Kitchen's got moto wins. Mm. Coop should be winning this title. Easily. He's not. He's not. And he's not. Mm. So, Deegan, at 17... He's not the main dude. No. But no. he's he's doing that well he that is, he is not, the main... Yeah. But he's not formally. Yeah. So, like, that massive pressure of you've got to do this not for yourself because at the end of the day, it's a business. I, I always like to take that side of it. The sport is a business. And They're employees Star, at the end of the day. Yeah, and Star want results. No, that's, that's it. Yeah, why do you think they have 400,000 riders? Because one of them should win. Yeah. And, and that's an economy of putting, scale thing. They can yeah. do that. Yeah. And they're putting that on Coop. And Coop's underperforming. Yeah. Like, and, you know, to underperform, he, he's had a moto win or two and he's doing well. But, like, Deegan's the kid, but, but he doesn't have that overwhelming pressure. Yeah, he doesn't have the being, pressure. Yeah, which is sick. Like going back to just what you were saying then about, about Coop, someone, I don't know, it might actually might have been on the Bubba's World podcast when he was saying that Cooper should be winning. Yeah. Because he's... He's got the speed. He's fucking so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like he'll lay down the fastest fucking time in like qualifying by like a shit ton yeah. and then it comes to the race and he's like sitting behind dudes or not passing yeah. dudes or whatever I think and he, he mentioned the starts you can't have starts as a thing no like if you want to win a title you can't rely on starts no no, no. stiff no. shit yeah and yeah. that's the thing I think that's probably where this mental mind and Deegan has always like even Papa Deegan has been good at the whole mental mind game thing we'll talk about freestyle whatever like it was that was a little bit of WWE sort of feeling to it back in the early days mm. 
but he clean cut TP. Yeah, yeah, like he had that mental side of it, and Deegan's come in, and I don't think it's Coops isn't not doing Coops is not doing well because he's mentally screwed because of the hype that is now around Deegan. So that means that the social media's worked, the YouTube channels love it or hate it, the YouTube channels worked, and the kids been able to back it up with performance on the track. Yeah. That whole package and the old man is completely mind fucking. With anyone else who's coming in oh, through yeah. that, it'd you know be rough. I mean? Yeah, it would be rough. To, to do what he does with that following, yeah, at seventeen, yeah, dude, like, unreal. A lot of the time, I don't think we forget about it, but I think a lot of people forget. Dude, seventeen. What were you doing at seventeen? Mm. You know, like if I, I got a DM, fucking about. If I got a DM yeah. from a chick when I was seventeen. Everything I had to do that day, out the window. Yeah, <laughs> out yep. the window. One hundred percent. And like this dude, seventeen. He's got like, how? Wait, who's it? There was a blonde bird in one of his posts the other way. Who? Who's that? He's a cheeky bastard. I don't know. Who's that? There's some but like some little that's the thing. It's like you're 17 and you've got that mental power, mm. like that focus. Yeah. Like that when he's on a 450, like that's gonna be gnarly when he's got years under his belt. Mm. Oh, like we could talk about Diggs all day, but yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'm full. I, I'm full when he debuted, so yeah, but like when he debuted, I wasn't. On the D train, I was like, nah, he's just, he's fast, but he's not that So was I, and I mean, no, 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 now I'm like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm you hated everything about Deegan. And look, to be honest, old. <laughs> to be honest with you, it probably stems from his old man and looking yeah. at, at what his old man was when I was growing up in, into freestyle. It was like, oh man, this guy's just, what is this? Like, seriously? Like, you sort of have that, that mentality carries across. Like, you know, I always like, you were Nitro Circus over Krusty's? No, no, I was always well, sure Circus wasn't even around. No, no it wasn't. I, I was a Krusty. Was it? it was Krusty's. I then was when I started Terra watching Firma. FMX. Well, it was like the Krusty Demons, and then it was the the militia. Like, oh, was part militia, of, yeah. And then Deegan just took the militia into yeah. a whole different and did thing. the whole Krusty. But, but then it like disappeared. Yeah. And now he's back. Like yeah. the militia stuff's going strong again. Yeah. Like he sells militia, militia. clothing. He sells like people. Well, like the whole gun-toting American thing, but like. He sells a lot of militia stuff to the gun-toting Americans yeah. because he does gun and stuff now too. For me, like I always liked that. You know, I like there's you know guys like Drake McElroy and all that sort of stuff that were doing freestyle back in in the day. And you know, there's a lot of guys that were doing it well. And Deegan just had this really like like really it's man. He, he played the heel, and but that's but exactly he played, right. He played a heel, man. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. The, the thing is, like you, you know, you didn't like him because who the fuck is this dude coming but, in and doing this like this? Yeah. But you knew him. No, hundred percent. And and him. and that's the thing. Like you look at you know my interest freestyle is like Krusty one and two and and you know the early days where it was race guys. You know like yeah. clean cut Coming race guys coming in, and going yeah, sand dunes and whatever else. They were partying and doing stuff that no one really spoke about. But then it had that element to it. And then you sort of I think for my generational motocross my motocross generation. <laughs> It has Deegan, that name always has that stigma attached yeah. to it, whether it be Shit him, bag. yeah, his son or whatever. But now you look at it from a, uh, you know. TNs and tattoos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you look at it from now, from a you know racing point of view, professional, obviously Deegan's changed his whole ethos and mentality. You know, everyone's growing up. This was 20 years ago. But now you look at it, you go, cool, okay, the, take away all the other hype and bullshit about it. The kid's fast. He knows what's up. And he's getting it done, and he, he does have a strong future in this sport for sure. Like 100%. him, love him or hate him, and I don't hate him, well, but he's just not one of my you know. That riders. podcast that uh, Gypsy Towers did with Christian Craig, yeah. and they use that grab from that now on the Deegan thing, where it says, like Craig says, you know, fucking love him or hate him, the, everybody out there wants to beat him, and if you're sleeping on him, he, yeah. and then yeah, Gypsy pops in and says. If you know if you're sleeping on him and you let it happen, he's gonna fucking destroy you, and yeah. that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And and he's doing the work goes, for it. He's the YouTube kid. 
He's just a yep. and had it handed to him, blah yeah. blah blah. No, he fucking Dude, hasn't. No, man. he hasn't. Yeah, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. All right, so let's move forward from Mr. Hayden Deegan, MXGP. Huge MX- one, mate. MX- I love. I I don't watch enough MXGP. I'm going to admit I don't that. Either. But get I think stand sports and be a real fan because I, I watch it every Sunday. You know what it is? I just get confused when the fucking shit's on. I think it's normally every fortnight. It's not every week. Is it? Because I've got to travel internationally. Because I yeah, just yeah. see Kaida Wolf videos because obviously I follow Kaida Wolf on, on Insta. But Sand wheelies through multi It's just him doing wild shit on my Insta. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, they must have raced the GP yeah, yeah. on the weekend. Nah, <laughs> I think that's... Just follow MXGP because the way that I know what's happening, like no know what's happening, I already do know, but they'll post like qual- qualifying the day before. Yeah. Yep. So then you'll see the qualifying winner and then you'll know the 9 race. o'clock Sunday night. Yeah, so. right. And that's the thing, like MXGP is... I think you know. I watch reruns of stuff, and I'm curious to sort of watch it. That's a those guys are probably Gnarly. the pinnacle of motocross Dude, from not supercross but motocross. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They are so underrated in Australia and the US. I don't think they're underrated. They're just underappreciated. Yes. Sorry. That's yeah. They're, they're not. The US has is taken over completely from what people think motocross America is. doing America things yeah, yeah exactly. and that's 100% right yeah. so that's yeah. you know like it's more glorified in America I think than what obviously the GPs is in yeah. Europe yeah. and look when you're a kid like I want to be a, an AMA motocross champ dude and you know what the yeah. crazy thing was when like when I was watching like as a kid you look at European motocross sorry Euro guys we've got some friends through the business in Europe um, but it's like Ugh, it just looks heaps weird. The UFO gear, like, what are these guys like? Wolf, Dude, like, where are we yeah. at? Like, well, these guys crazy. always, it always looked Did odd. Just to see that, like, the bikes with the number, like, uh, I think it was Searle, like Searle ran one hundred, yeah. And I would always look at one hundred and be like, Hanson, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing on that? And then go, oh, hang on a minute, no. what about February, Roman February, on the Cowie, Cowie number three, yeah. When Time Eli out. was on, and you're like, what the. F- Oh wait, no, that's not. Fu- yeah, right. Like no, that, that it always, it always had just this, this very, let's say, Swedish backpacker feeling about it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was always very different. It was always very like unusual. Like it wasn't. And growing up as a, you know, Australia being the fifty-second state of the US, call it love it or hate it, but you know, a lot of our culture in the sport is yeah. influenced by that. You always look at the US, and you know, you're growing up, you watch that your Carmichael's in your your shoes and things like that you're like cool that's the that's what's cool it yeah, looks cool and it's advertised well whereas Europe always seemed yeah, just different I, I, it, I think well now there is the the big names which people know yes. like, like again like Searle and fucking uh, Hurlings and shit like everybody in motocross knows them by name now yes. but I can guarantee you majority of them couldn't tell you what the fuck they rode what gear they have on whereas if you say Tomac they're like, oh, he wears A-stars. He rides a fucking Yami. He does this, he does yeah. that. Like, they all know that shit. And that's the thing. I think it's marketing. I think social media has helped MXGP a lot more. Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? And it's brought it to life. It's, and it's more refined and you see it. And then you start understanding it when you start looking at it from a a, a, a social media point of view, like Kaida Wolf. Mm. I didn't really, like, I'm on him now because I think Kid's Unreal. You watch that dude do sand wheelies, like, through, like, multi-rut straight. You're like, oh, my but goodness gracious not, me. Like, you say that, but that's, like, a lot of them do that. Yeah. But it's just... Like, well, from my standpoint, like, I see Kaida Wolf's style just in general is just he's fucking wild. So, when he does that, it looks so much better than yeah. watching the other dudes do it. But, majority of the dudes in the GP do that because that's how they have to get through a fucking section. And they're gnarlier tracks over there. They're oh, more yeah. dynamic tracks. There's you more know, stuff going on. There's, and let me finish the point I make because it's been the same thing with the UFC that I tried to this day last week. 
the UFC is way better marketed. It's still just as hard to find places to watch it, like you know, purchase a pay per view, all this kind of crap. Mm. But they market it so much better than Bellator or PFL. I know fighters in Bellator, PFL, the rest of those. They're not like yeah, maybe the talent's a little bit different, but it's still the top echelons of yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the UFC do. It's just a well, everybody knows machine. the name UFC. It's like, a I know of machine. Bellator. Exactly, but I don't know anything it. about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Monster Energy Supercross. Yeah, exactly. that's it. There it is, there it right is. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've got some massive sponsors within. They're just no, but the sponsors are there. It's just a marketing the market. Yeah, and, the and the US will always. I don't care what happens. They will always market sports so better good. than anyone it's else just can. America in general. It's just what they do well. Country, America yes. treats sportsmen like superheroes. Dude. Mm. Yeah, hundred like percent. Tom Brady, I know he's amazing. I don't really give a stuff about <laughs> no, I mean, yeah I don't know but like he's like Captain America but everybody knows yeah. him everyone too. knows Tom Brady even if yeah. you don't know the sport yeah, you know him you wouldn't even know, like some people wouldn't even know what he plays yeah. they just know the oh, Tom Brady Tom Brady oh, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that dude's name yeah Roger Federer what does he do yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he <laughs> plays like cricket or something yeah. is it cricket yeah, <laughs> yeah. Marsha <laughs> Brady or something Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. and Lionel Messi you it's know those names yeah yeah they're brands unto themselves like Tom Brady is a brand unto himself but anyway on to results though we had Liam Everts went 2-1 for the overall yep he is making his own legacy after his dad yeah, yeah, which is good. A crazy good one, and it's it's cool to see him. You know, Dude, that family's got some crazy wins Motor to their genetics. name. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just unreal. Um, Kyder Wolf had a crash before qualifying, um, and there's a suspected broken ankle. Did you see the photos of his? Dude, ankle? that thing yeah, is. When looks, I say suspected, dude, but did you it, see it him? Looked like somebody grabbed, gave it a mad Chinese burn, and then let Popped go, it and it stayed like it's it like was a, Chinese a crocodile burn. death roll. But you know ankle. what the crazy thing is? That photo's after the fact, after he's already done another moto, yeah. and after he's pulled his boot off to yeah. keep doing more moto. Well, they said that he, yeah, all that happened, and then he was like, oh, and we still went out and we salvaged some points. Yeah. Thank you very but much. What the fuck? Yeah. Where are so you at, Tomac? He was the point. <laughs> oh, his whole leg's just detached from the back of his ass, and you're like where's he just at just gaffer it back up <laughs> tape it through I'm, I'm spewing because Kai was the points leader so this 250 he's busted his ass ne- like to, to get, get to where he is yeah. too and this 250 championship has been pretty wild because Yago Gitz was suspected when Vial went to America it was like yeah Gitz it's his to lose it's his, yeah. but Gitz and I, I love how he rides and I, I respect how he rides he does not handle pressure at all because he's been in three or four championships that were his to win and he's had the points lead he's and done everything right and hasn't done anything just yeah. can't get over the line yep. so now fellow Italian Adamo 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 he's uh salami for everybody <laughs> he's now the points leader so that's pretty we're cool. not racially nah. just sort of hateful it's here just, it's just a bit of fun it's just a bit but of fun in the uh, GP so the 450 class for those that don't watch the BMX GP um, Prado on the guess 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 gone guess. one one I think it's um I, w- I love Hurley, so I kind of want Hurley to win the championship because it's Hurley's. But I don't know um, right now. Gas no. Gas, yeah, Gas Gas need a championship, and I think it'd be pretty cool for Prado to give him that four fifty championship. Well, that'll yeah, be I think their, will that be their one? first championship that would in be. anything, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so and that's exciting. That's crazy when you think about it. Think of the heritage that Gas 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 have been a aff- not afforded is probably the wrong word, but you know they've but they they're like predominantly. They weren't great they before. Were yeah, they were but they weren't. They weren't yes, really yes, great. Spanish, weren't they? Yeah, 
Espanol? Go-Go. I think it means Go-Go or Fast Fast or something. Mr. Superman's is not here. No, no, no. Our boy Mitch Evans, Ozzy, got seventh overall. It was a good performance. It's good to see him getting healthy. He's had, he was with the factory Honda team last year and he had really good performances and then he had setbacks with injury. So it's it's good to see Mitch getting some top tens overall. Um, and Hurling's game, he had a massive crash. Did you guys? I heard about it. Yeah. I don't really have his back. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I mean, but Hurling's, I just don't really have a great deal of... Hurling's always gets hurt. <coughs> yeah. Like it's so just, goddamn fast, dude. He is, but the... Is it James Stewart or GP? He's but James Stewart time. didn't have that personality though. Like no, that. but I mean speed. Yes, like speed he's too fast for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just yeah. does shit that's crazy and then hurts himself. Yeah, because yeah. he closed the gap on Prado, and now Prado's opened it back up. Yeah. So I think this season will be Prado's to lose at this point. Um, but yeah, man, I think he came out of the corner a little bit loosey goosey. I think his front wheel was off the ground. It hit a pocket, and just spat him over the bars. And he landed on his back. And we've, about that. we've said this. And those tracks are like concrete. And that's the thing with motocross is it doesn't suffer mistakes. Mm-hmm. And everything, you get an equal and opposite reaction to what you put into it. And that's kind of the most yeah. beautiful thing about I, the sport. I know all about that yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Whatever you do, it's going to give you back. There's no, oh, you you, you know, you did a great job. Here's a gold star. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. oh, no, you did that wrong bank. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's, it's and not, it happens for anyone. You it's know. not a ball sport where, oh, I missed that kick. No. Yeah, like, oh, whoops. Yeah. You know, and Hurling, <laughs> you know, it's no. such a fast dude. You know, it happens to all of us. Here's you know? the thing as well. I was thinking about it. It's a pretty stupid point. But I was thinking about it. I was riding at Cruzix, um last weekend. I was going around the outside of a corner, standing. I was going fast for my, like, rating of fast. And this made me realize, like, if I cock up now, I'm moving at a faster rate. So yeah, it's yeah. going to hurt more. Like, the faster I've gotten, I'm like, I crash less. But when I do, it's not it's, nice. These dudes are flying. Oh, dude. Like, flying. So, like, what's his name? Hurling's crashing coming out of a corner. If that was us, we would have been like, ow. Anyway, yeah. here, yeah. he's coming off at Mach 1. Yeah, dude. Straight it's, onto his it's back. It's totally like, different, like a scale there. I tipped over and got launched 30 meters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I shit. tipped over and fell next to my bike. Next yeah. Bike. <laughs> it's like, kind of like being on an Italian autobahn. Crashes aren't often, but they generally go for five kilometers. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, a little bit of an update for the MXGP. Um, we've got some Oz Pro MX. Toowoomba. Sort of discussion. Toowoomba's coming, coming up. up. Retro <laughs> round. Can I just please, as much as I'm a massive fan of the, the latest Fox release, we all know the barbed wire set that came Every out. Every single person in the world has it. Yep. Can we just make sure, anyone who might be riding the retro round, don't just wear that. Go get some cotton jerseys and go hard. Like, don't just wear that stuff. They like, are sponsored like by in people. Winter, yeah. Because then yeah. you can wear the cotton exactly jersey right. and not sweat your balls. Did you sacks, see um, Roxon's kit? Dude, I was going to mention that before, but it's like, oof. The high point? I'm on it. I, I rated it. I'm too. on. I still I think you should have ran, like, the bike just straight yellow. <laughs> you're a weirdo. <laughs> I knew that was going to... You're can, a weirdo. I knew that was going to cause some drama. Oh, man. But yeah, you please... Know what's annoying? Yeah, that's annoying. I'm starting those like old Fox kits are starting to grow on me. Oh, dude. I'm not going to buy them because I'll look retarded with the rest of my bike setup and gear setup. I love looking retarded. I'm about it. <laughs> dude, my riding makes me look bad. Fucking <laughs> Bambi over here. In his <laughs> if I'm sitting above like this Fox fuel drum for much longer, I might actually, like, it might actually be a permanent fixture. But, um, <laughs> like, please, guys, just put some thought into it. Don't go get some custom Save stuff it. printed if you Save have to or whatever. Happens, yeah, like, just get away. 
What are they, like I'm curious what they're going to do with the bike. You read, please don't do like a '96. Yeah, but like, is anyone going to actually do something cool, interesting? Because cool. you know, like when when the AMA does the retro now. No, well, not the, not even that. Like American, when like the, the soul, like a the military, military appreciation day. That, those bikes look fucking terrible. All camo. Yeah, yeah. camo like, everything. They all just look shit. Like I, 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 well, that's just my opinion, but. If we do a retro round, do some fucking wild shit. Because it's like everyone gets pigeonholed into thinking what retro is. Like you said, it's the barbed wire stuff because it's the most recent. People aren't going any further back than what's right now. It's not retro. It's just been redone. And they're going to go 96 Honda. Like, you Reef, please don't do a 96 Honda kit. Like, let's let's look at some Yeah, I was about to say, Cowie, I'll be steaming if I was in a Cowie because like I've started looking at like the old Cowies you've redone the pink yeah if you make some real dope shit yeah dude Cowies used to be super interesting like because you know what they'll do with Yamahas they'll go yellow yes please don't do yellow KDS will be that that link that that kit and then you know you kind of know what's coming but I really I do hope they kind of throw a spanner in the works and and, and spruce it up a bit and if guys if you can leave the fake mullets at home that'd be great <laughs> like that's not retro like please <laughs> get a kiss like mullets uh, retro round I'm racing a KX500 yeah can someone actually get out an old banger and just make it happen even privateer come last I don't care someone do something cool Dude, I, I will personally sponsor your round please DM me uh, easy way have put a put, put a, a hand up mini easy way has put his hand up we don't know about big easy way I'm going to go to the executives I'm sorry we'll have to talk to big easy way and see what he's going to be sweating bullets if he's listening he's the proprietor of this situation but yeah they're um yeah Toowoomba looks sick I was watching some footage of it so that actually looks like a track I want to one day what's that next week next weekend yeah yeah 25th um, in terms of points, he got beaten, beaten leading by one point over Ferris. Yeah, dude, Ferris is a dog. Like he's been around for a while, and he's just always there. Yeah, like it, I, I think it's sick. And beaten only being one point in front. Um, I really like beaten, but coming from Europe, you'd want to kind of be standing. I, think, oh, I don't know. I think he's had a bit of trouble. He's had a bit of bad with suspension there. and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't think he's been gelling well. I don't know. I, I feel like... Well, I mean, if you're not doing well, then you're probably not gelling not with the bike, I would imagine. Yeah, I, think, so I think that gets exacerbated as well. Like, you cannot be doing well, then you start looking for that outlet. You know what I mean? You start looking for, like, oh, a yeah. bike, and then you get in your head, and then it's just this really oh. big sort of... You know someone who does a lot of that shit? Yeah. Hey, you can't talk, homie. What? It's not as bad as you. Me? <laughs> dude, my arm... You rode my bike yesterday. Yeah, That's dude. how bad you were in your head about your bike. Dude, my arm's dead. That thing... Motors. Yeah, but you didn't ride your No, I did That's exactly right. That's what I should have ridden yesterday. <laughs> uh, MX2, Wilson Todd is up by 37 points now over Crawford. That's that's a big lead. That's a... That's, that's a, a big lead. lead. How, when did Crawford get good again? This season. Just this season, eh? Because I feel like he like just disappeared for ages. And now all of a sudden he's like... Nah, he's been on? good for the last couple of years. But right. just not... There, there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the first time I've seen him up, 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 up. Yeah, I, I love seeing Wilson Todd do well. He's, he's a dude. He's another one of them names that, like, it's just a name that, like, everybody knows. Everyone like, knows Todd one of those things. Todd. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Dean Ferris, Wilson Todd, Todd Waters. Like, yeah, those yeah, yeah. All those names. Metcalf, like, all those. Yeah, yeah. Really dude, Metcalf's been around for four hundred years. Sorry, Medi, but like, you've been around <laughs> dude, forever. He's <laughs> yeah, he's oh, I remember I was at Park Four. It was early in the year. Um, in that back those two step ups like come over the first bigger one and I could just hear something screaming behind me yeah dude and I was like huh that's weird and then I come over that little 
weird table thing over the next one and he's like past me fucking Lame like flat. horizontal he's already looked at me and then the landing to the corner is what like 30 meters yep he's in the corner he was already on the back straight yeah by the time i landed because he had like, seen you fuck? before he'd come over the step and figured the whole situation out yeah, before yeah. he's even made those uh, commitments it was sick it was so sick um, MX3 Byron Dennis is 30, 22 points over Jack Mayfield that's, a, that's another big that's a big league big especially league. In, um, in MX3 yeah Cal Dice our boy I think he's sitting out the rest of the season okay just regrouping and yep. they're going to come again next season uh, sometimes you need to do that though I think sometimes you need to go away especially in this sport is brutal like and it's a high demand sport and we've spoken and about this kid. before yeah dude and I think sometimes that needs to happen for sure yeah. and like he was out at Cruises with us last weekend and it was good to see him just enjoy riding dirt bikes. Bike. Yeah, because being a say, kid riding dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah, man, and that's what I've been. I talk to him a bit and try and get him to understand. Like, results are one thing, but like, don't burn yourself out of loving the sport. And that's the thing. You, you've got to do it because you love. We do it because we love it. Honestly, we've got a business element attached to it from another avenue, but it's still like, and that's quite we'll demanding. The away, but still we still do it. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't fucking doing no business with motocross. Neither was I. Dude. No, like, I would still rode. Dude, I'm in finance. Yeah. <laughs> still ride every every. But that's the thing, and and you know, like you have to do it because you want to. Like we take Garage Eleven out of it, we're still riding dirt bikes. Hundred yeah. percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like so that it doesn't more change. Expensive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, it was really good to see him like out at cruise. He's just having a ball. He took my old boy's uh, twenty three two fifty out for a spin. It was good to see that bike be ridden hard. Yeah, and yeah. And he took the three hundred out, and Jesus Christ, man! Like he, I've never felt an expansion chamber in a two stroke that hot. Was warm. He I came back and it was cool. I think TSP have actually got finally got some cool shit, sort of ready to go. On yeah, that. remember I was talking about sending the CDI to Twisted over in the states. Yeah, T- Hold. TSP. I actually watched that video that you sent me. Yeah. TSP have just cracked and retuned with a head the 125s. Yeah. And they're he's releasing next so this, week. This goes to for all you all you guys that are riding Injected the current shots. model 2023 Kato's uh, two stroke Huskies blah blah blah. Um, we, like I've always said since riding the Gozos 300, I've said that it just doesn't feel right. Like the bike felt funny like it just didn't feel like it rode the way it should have been to, ridden to its potential, yeah. to its potential. Um, and yeah apparently TSP uh, which is a, obviously a locally uh, a local company they've now produced heads for them and a CDI flash package which I saw the dyno readouts and it's all positive everything's been bought up so I think he said this week or next week he's releasing the packages for the 125 range and then the week after I think um, it was I think it's two weeks after he's yeah. going to do the 250 and 350 range yeah. um, I don't know how limited the stock will be so fucking get in fast because yeah. yeah, apparently well, it gives you it gets rid of that dead spot at the top yeah. where it just drops off well I was having a chat with one of Cal's young mates <clears throat> who races uh, a 125 and he's got a 2022 uh, 2019 sorry a KDM 125 and he has a 23 he races his 2019 he said that it just feels they don't feel right nah so it's a big thing especially if you're racing Mm. you know for like it's good for anybody i think ethan Um, had that feedback as well when he rode because he rode the 300 briefly and he just he just just didn't like it it just couldn't well it doesn't it doesn't rev like you know the problem the problem is you want when you when i ride a two-stroke the feeling i want to ride is constantly in band i want to just rev the Christ out of it, yeah. And all of these current model ranges don't let you do that. Oh. You got to short shift them. Yeah, they don't rev 
You don't get them into band and then they rev to the moon. You get them into band and they fall off. Yeah, yeah. And hit limiter. And hit yeah, limiter, yeah. which is not <laughs> ideal at all. And then you need because that's part of controlling the motorcycle in the air in track. You, you need that that over. It's not even that. It's, it's like the feeling. the feeling on the three hundred for me that I get is I don't know what gear to hit things in yeah. because you hit it in third. It taps and, out. and it taps out and you hit it in fourth and you're doing fucking 9,000 kilometers an hour because it's <laughs> is that talky as Is fuck. that people trying to build two strokes for four stroke riders? No, I think fucking no. KTM just fucked up. I think they, and you know what? They, they are pioneers in the sport and every time they do a big thing, it's normal. We were having this They're conversation yesterday with Air Forks. Mm. Were we not? They're probably actually not that bad and everyone <laughs> got on the hate train to begin with. Because I'm they were still some, on that train, bro. Because yeah, they, you're on the older model Air Force. Yeah. Apparently, the, the current generation Air Force that come out on the 23s. That we never rode with. That we never rode with. <laughs> it's quite good. Like, one of my mates has a 22, uh, 23 TC250. Yeah. Stock suspension. Love and it. said, not loves it, but he said it's not as nowhere near as bad, which oh. is obviously a good thing. Yeah. Nowhere near as bad as what he thought it was going to be. But we've all gotten on the hate <laughs> train for Air Force. We instantly, as soon as we hear Air Force, we hate I'm them. Off, and yeah. now KDM have gone, well, all right, done. No worries. Like, yeah. I, I I, don't think, I think 2025 KDM, the SX range, is going to be a, uh, a conventional yeah, fork setup again. The motocross range will all yeah, go back to Because the cross country is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've but run yeah. out of their stock. They've committed to what they had to commit to for however many years. Mm. It's out. But yeah. I think that's what, like, coming back to that motor package again, like, I think they put that out and just went, oh, well, it's done. We need to get it out. And now that it's been cracked, obviously KTM's going to either go, well, it's been this cracked. We need to make it want. better or yeah. fuck it. We just leave it and let people spend more money like they did with the yeah, Air Force. Yeah, 100%. So go- I, I, don't, I don't foresee them doing that when it comes to performance in the motor. There's a warrantable things there. There's all sorts of retail side of things yeah, there when you're talking about you cracking and stuff motor like that. Out, as soon as you take a motocross bike out, you don't get no warranty. KTM will warrant in a lot of their stuff and they're trying to run up at 100 to 1. They'll blow on bottom ends and stuff like that. I don't know, but I think there's just people playing around with stuff. It's always been like from a manufacturer's point of view, they, they hate that sort of stuff. Oh, 100% they do. But TSP, local company, go go check it out. They should be... Sort of, a link for them? We could probably get something happening, probably I reckon. We could definitely get something together to, to try and get you guys onto... Don't onto message him. him on fucking Instagram. Don't message just him, just website, go on the website. Put and, an and go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how a lot of this stuff is done now. Yeah, business, treat them like a business. Yeah, <laughs> there's no after hours, none of that sort of yeah, stuff. This, this industry kind of... Everything sucks for that. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Absolutely it does. And yeah, it's great to have that personalized touch, but sometimes, you know, this is a retail front. Yeah. So go, we'll try and get you some, some links for him, but he's he's doing a lot of hard work there. Um, oh, a big a big thing that I've, has come out. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Motorcycling Australia has called out an expression of interest for clubs to put their hand out to host some nationals. Mm. About fucking time. No shit. Am I actually being progressive? Dude, you imagine a no fucking national at yeah. Park? Oh, dude. <laughs> so sick. They just, they've got uh, the space to put a start on it. MA track. Huh? They're not on the MA track. Yeah, no, no, but can you imagine? imagine. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. MA's yeah, got a... Yeah, I'm not, even getting, getting, I'm not even getting into the MA side of dude, things. Dude, that and Rosebud, because I think they were talking about joining the intermediate track with the main track to extend it. Fuck, that'd it has be, to be long, dude. Yeah, but it has to be over two and a half minutes can't be under mm. and I think it was Webster did a lap and it was like 228 yeah. and the normal human that does a lap is 6 minutes 7 eight. and a half minutes <laughs> what's um, my park's new layout what's a lap there going to be that can't be that far off the pace 3 minutes yeah dude it looks long massive dude if that would be One pretty cool motors. and they've they've literally got the space to 
drop in a start grid, <coughs> a start a grid up, a start line. You can put Link trucks. In. You can get you can get semis in there. You can put privateers there at the back. Like there's heaps, and you got that velodrome thing in the middle. Yeah, like in but terms it used to be of, a speedway. In terms of the facility for it, mm. it's got the space, dude. Yeah. Like that track would be unbelievable. Because I was thinking, I think um, MX Store up in Queensland had the the classic weekend. I can't remember what it was called this last weekend or whatever. They had a vintage, massive vintage day racing or whatever else. They had like 1,500 race entries, let alone spectators. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I like, what, is a lot of that fueled by MX store? Yeah, I think a lot of it is. Yeah. You know, we need to try and see, you know, we've got, like I, was, I had this thought the other night while I was sitting up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. thinking, um, you know, like why don't we, you know, MX, uh, ride park, all that sort of stuff. Like there's got the space, we've got the space to do it. Is there enough interest to have a vintage, a Victorian vintage, you know, hook in with them and do the Victorian leg of it? Two-stroke race. You know, we've got the track. Even the vet track out there is probably big enough to warrant having a bit of racing on. If you're not, you know, the, the too gnarly for like yeah. the everyday rider. The main track is, but if we yeah, ran I'm the, saying like yeah. the intermediate track. Dude, yeah. the main track on like an eighty-six. Oh, dude, oh, no, Jesus no way. Christ. And a bunch of like novice type riders going side by side. They, they would be one lap motos. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. That'd be, be one a half a lap motor and yeah. then off to sick bay. Yeah, yeah. Until <laughs> the rest of the motor. But you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's definitely, and it's, it's, you know, to their credit you know, looking for new clubs and stuff like that. But there is definitely a lot of... We have some cool tracks down here, you know. I think they're very underutilised. In New South that you'd put... Tracks in New South? Yeah. No. (laughs) They're all fucking shit. No. Well, they had Raymond Terrace. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But I think they did have the Nationals there at one point. And that track was fucking cool. Yeah. I rode that, like, when I lived up there. But it was just... For us to get there was just such a mission. Because from Sydney to the Central Coast... Is a nightmare traffic wise. Yeah. So on a weekend, like we would hardly ever ride there because it's like it'd be you'd be looking at four four and a half hours round trip in yeah. traffic. So yeah. you're not constantly flowing. It was shit. But the track itself was unreal. Yeah. Um. And then obviously you got Appen, which they race there. Anyway. They race there anyway. Kembla, you you they do have races there, but it, it's not a national. It's no. Not a national. It's not track. looked after well enough. I don't think. Is uh, it? It's it's because of it's. The elevation, you can't really get machines up in there. Yeah, like that's okay. the problem. Really? Yeah, dude, it's, it's a, built on the side of a mountain. It's called Mount Kembla. Yeah, right. it's literally built in. We the got side it, of a like mountain. you said, we got it on a good day, got it and it was unreal. Like you're going in and out through trees yeah. and stuff. Like, and yeah. everyone knows I'm not the most competent rider when it comes to jumping and stuff, but you could still have, have fun there yeah. and, and like get I, around. When, when I lived there on a like a well prepped day, you know, we well, we used to go there every Wednesday. Yeah, because they they were open on a Wednesday from fucking like. 7.30 or something till 4 in the afternoon or whatever it was and even if you were just having a fuck around with your boys it, it was kind of fun but the days when they you get there and you go holy tra- holy shit the track's prepped well you would have a bunch of fun there because of the elevation like it, it's just naturally elevated yeah. there's some cool like there used to be some cool step down step ups and stuff like that but as far as well, I, I know the island now is open, but I, I've not been there. Like a couple of the boys that I used to ride with back home rode there when it originally opened, and they said that the pro track was fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a thing, though, at the moment. Like pro tracks around locally, they're getting gnarly. Like no, they're getting well, gnarlier. The kid, the kid that, well, the family, sorry, I should say, that owned the island, as far as I know. I can't remember his name. I know his first name. I'm pretty sure his first name's Jaden. Um, he can ride. Like dude, yeah. dude can ride. Dude can throw a whip like crazy. So the, I think the main track was aimed at riders 
like him. Yeah. Big fucking tabos and shit like that. But again, I, like I said, I've, I've not been there, so I don't know. Um, so I think like that main track, they could probably host a national. But again, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with the layout or whether they can put start gates in or what the fuck. And, that's and a, it's off a freeway as well. So and that's the biggest, comes into council sort of shit. That's the biggest thing. You've got to look at, you know, you've got to have start gates, start straights, truck parking, wash bays, medical bays, TV, There's all that sort of, of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. And sort of leads into sort of the next topic, you know, what could we do to, to grow this sport in the country? And I think it is definitely things like that, but it's having... More events, you know what I mean? Like we try our very best with Viper here, but then you look at, at Queensland's doing a really good job. Really I think they're doing the, job. the best mm. job out of any of us at bringing more and more interest into the sport because, yeah. and vintage is, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. We, we go on about vintage, but that's an easy one. That's almost low hanging fruit when it comes to this stuff because you look at it at a classic car show, right? If you have a classic car show in a, a car at a park in summertime, Mums and dads are going to stop because, you know, there's there's that mm-hmm. comment. If you have old stuff, retro stuff, whatever it is, you're going to get more families involved. Yeah, but the problem with that is you can't have a vintage sort of part of a, a nationals round because the tracks are too gnarly. For no, no, not, not, a, not a national oh, round, just in, just in general, just in like general. what they did with the, the classic weekend they yeah. had up in, in, like I said, we had yeah. 1,500 vintage entries. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's unreal. I Plus, think, what was the track like as well, though? I, can't, I think the track was fairly vintage friendly. Oh. Um, but I think, you know, we need to try and have a look at what can be done with that side of things as well. We just you know. need more once off races, man. Like, you know, in Victoria. You don't have to fucking like commit to a, commit full, to a full season. season. Yeah. yeah. And like, see, I'm going to do the club rounds at Outro or Currumburra. And they're three rounds, I'm pretty sure, over the space of two months or three months. And but that's palatable. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like it's their club round, so then subconsciously you're kind of making it exclusive, where it's like no, you're racing these club rounds and it's a mm. club championship. But if you had just, um, I have a mate, Brandon Batson. He lives. He used to live here. Now he's moved up to Queensland, and he fucking he loves it there. And MX Store was holding a race, and I didn't know he was racing, but I was on Instagram, and I think he was a top qualifier for his car. That dude's fast. Dude is quick as shit. Um, but, like, they had a full setup. They were interviewing him after qualifying. Like, the, the event was sick. It's proper, like, proper like, event. But it was it was so cool. They had spectators. They had heaps of bikes. And, t- and it didn't account for a championship. For no, it was shit. just fun. It was just fun. And I think um, there's so many dudes that we ride with because we predominantly ride with guys that don't race. Mm. Um, sure, there's a few that do race. But I was talking to Cal... And I said, after the Vipers, I do want to race more. Not because of winning, just because the it's feeling. fun. It yeah, is it's a fun f- to yeah. be at the gates. No one really cares because you get, it's just there's that blockade of like, oh, if I do shit, it's embarrassing. It's not. Mm. Like, it's just a sick day out. And I think more one-off events. It doesn't have to be vintage. It doesn't have to be two-stroke, but just holding just events. Yeah. Events, and and you know, like set up some stalls, sells. Like, you could get enough brands behind it to just set up some stalls, you can sell some stuff. You'll have a, a big, you know, barbecue food, all this crap going on. Do some races, do some novelty things. Like, mm. that will build the sport, in my opinion, so much quicker than just and when we say doing the same sport shit. as well, it's not only racing. It's getting kids into the weekend side of things. Do you know what I mean? It's getting exposure to motorcycle, off-road motorcycles. sort of happened a lot more since COVID as well anyway. Yeah. Like, a yeah. lot more people are getting outside. Like, 
coming back to I think we spoke about in, in the first or the second podcast about like women in dirt bikes now like I'm seeing more girls ride dirt bikes than I've ever seen yeah. ever from when I first started riding dirt bikes Hoges, I think it's Hoges is doing Hoges like those girl only classes yeah, the like program. Sick, yeah yeah but even like, it's not even like that I think that his sort of class thing has stemmed from just from the fact that there's more girls that are now coming out and wanting to ride and he's obviously a businessman and he's seen yeah, that as well and gone I can make some fucking money off this and start doing girls only coaching well and City MX does girls only ride days yeah. so there's there's always but something that, that grow. as much as like say the City MX thing as much as that's I don't see that as a cash grab at all because no. you're actually going to lose money doing that well, but it's great because exactly. it's encouraging it's more, you, know, you could hold race days where there's events where so I'll take this back to fighting when you do your first, say for like MMA, for example, because MMA is a pretty rough sport to start. Like I think it's a rough sport when you finish. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Dude, it's a gnarly sport. So what they do when you sign up for your first amateur fight, if you've never fought before, you fight someone that's never fought before. Yeah, it's like a one-for-one one sort cool. of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then say if you go 0-1-1, so you lost your first fight, then next fight, they will pitch you, pitch you with someone who's 0-1. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so much more friendly and inviting because MMA, as much as the sport's huge, an amateur level, the sport is massive. So many dudes do it, but it's such a technical sport that to get good at it, people think they will, but... It won't happen. No. But... Motocross has that element too. Yeah, this is what I'm getting to, is that, but they give you an opportunity to be like, okay, your skill's not level to... I'm not going to give you, even though you're an amateur, you're an amateur, you've won 13 amateur fights, you've been knocked out 14 times, you've never won... They will not put you together. No. So then, whereas motocross, having, they will. Maybe having events where it's okay. You've got a, a category where you've raced zero to three times because, as much as you know, it might have to work off honesty. But I think with MA, you'd have records, but you'd have yeah. events where there's people that don't race. So it's a hard. That's the logistics side of things that gets massive. I yeah. feel like people uh, it's, people in our industry are too lazy to do exactly. yes. because our sport and it pisses me off our sport's been around longer than MMA has mm-hmm. yep. and if MMA can get their shit together when people think it's this barbaric sport motocross can pull their fucking socks up and do something about it well that's the thing I think because you're going to invite more people to do it and I think it's 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 so good at growing the sport what we've got to get rid of in motorsport is the boys club element to it the good old boys club it's like come on guys they've got it this, this is an this can be an everybody's people sport people are embarrassed as well but yeah like and that's the other big and like I know I'm a fucking massive bike snob I get, like I, I'm a gear snob I'm a bike snob but I've been this, like a fucking photo popped up the other day of me from when I first started riding again wearing the baggiest, poxiest fucking O'Neill stuff. I had fucking one of them gay red chains on my bike. Yeah. Like, you know, I sit there and, and rag on that kind of shit, but Dude, you're riding it's still bike. people riding. It's still getting... But that's the problem. Like, people are embarrassed because then they might hear somebody at the track go, oh, look at that fucking dick bag over yeah. riding a 2000 and... Yeah, all right, we rag on it, but at the end of the day, it's still people getting into the bike <laughs> scene. But... They get scared to race because of... Racing's intimidating, man. Exactly. They don't want to be intimidated or they don't want to feel like they're... They don't want to feel silly. You're already... You're already... And, you know, Aiden's fiance Kelsey, she put it great. She's... We were talking about, you know, injuries and and stuff like... Because she's a nurse. And she said, you guys are so vulnerable. And it doesn't come from a physical point of view as well. Mm. When you're racing for the first time, 
you are vulnerable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have no idea what's going on. You've got guys that are inevitably going to be faster than you. You're already in a, in a vulnerable position from a physical point of view, no matter what you're doing on a dirt bike. So there is this huge, big mental thing going mm. on. So, you know, and I think it's a hard one. You said people are embarrassed, but people like we're obviously still quite conservative as motorcyclists in Victoria, mm. you know, like whereas Queensland have gone, you know, let's you know, interview that guy. Imagine interviewing people at like a, a Viper event. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like embrace it, have some fun with yeah. it, guys. Don't don't be scared of it. You know what I mean? Enjoy yeah. it. You know. But the the vulnerability side's huge. Like, I if I go back to the first club day at Rosebud, dude, I was shooting myself. Yeah. Because dude. I thought if I didn't come top three, everyone's gonna laugh at me. Mm. When it's not, like, you're no gonna have a, a couple of dick no, bags. A you're gonna have those. There's gonna be a couple of losers that those people are not liked. No. no, the people that are judgy, they're not like, and they're not having fun, and they're not, they're not going to make it like they think they are. No, so like it's just I think doing those events where it's like okay, it's more friendly to those that don't race a lot, mm. that will open the door because like um, I joke about the first moto, I was having a race with a dude in second last. You having a race? In an open class. Mm. And dude, I had a ball. I pulled up. Did not you had already pretty much taken your helmet off, had a bottle of water, <laughs> and kicked back. You finally finished that club ahead of me, but like I d- didn't care. No, but no. that's the thing as well. You find matchups yeah. in those local clubs. You know, you're yeah. not fighting for first. You, well, know, you guys are, but then you have first is fighting with seconds, third's fighting yeah. with fourth. And fourth, I think you, know, you like realise that you don't have to battle with the person no. out front. No. As long as you're battling with someone and having fun with it, yeah. that's what fucking matters. Dude, and at the my, end of the day, don't be like. I'm going in to win this because no. you're probably fucking not going to win. There's a lot no. of fast dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and even at a vintage race, a lot of people oh, underestimate dude. those old dudes who can swing off someone. Yeah, don't that, sleep on that dude, guy. That, there was that, there's that old guy that right races. I in mean, the yellow gear? He's like 400 years <laughs> old and he's got a YZ, <laughs> brand new YZ and dude like can hardly even walk. He's all rickety and fucking looks like... He can he, rail like, on a bike. Man, like, I reckon if you rolled his pants up, his legs would be made out of timber. Yeah. But holy fuck, dude can ride. <laughs> Dude's clicking like, gears. Yeah, I'm like, man, that dude's swinging off the back of that thing yeah, and then takes his helmet off and you're like, I like, like smoke. He's I, 80, man. He just escaped the retirement yeah. home and smoked He's me. like, Darles, I'm going out with the kids this weekend and he's out on the motor. And that's, you can't sleep on those guys. And that's the thing. Like, I think Garage 11 in the future, because we've got a lot of stuff happening with the business at the moment, I think... In the future, we really, in the not so distant future, we need to start looking at what we can do to try promoting some of this stuff because we can talk about it all day long, but we need to actually think, okay, cool, what's the, what are the possibilities? You know what I mean? It's MX Store are doing it, and so why can't we? You know, let's, let's try and bring motocross back into Victorian and make it something that it it should be for sure, you know? We we obviously have like a pretty good base of people that we know as well. Mm. Like, and it's, you know, everybody sort of knows who, we are now i guess to an extent you know like it's the name garage 11 is getting quite synonymous through the motocross industry Which in is- victoria <clears throat> so i mean obviously if we sort of banded together and sort of said hey guys like we're, we're thinking about having some form of event i don't know what the fuck it is That's like spitballing yeah. yeah would and like between your instagram my instagram the garage 11 instagram and then obviously the people that we know is instagram if everybody's yeah. sort of going oh hey there's going to be a it doesn't have to be I'm Victoria. If you want to come from Sydney or oh, yeah, you know, I mean, like Queensland like, or wherever, we're going to aim it here. The local market, for the, yeah. For the local market, but yeah, like you said, like if if we don't actually 
try to make something happen. It's just hearsay and talk about yeah, it. And blah blah blah. We can do it, and I'm and we all know what what we're like as a, as a business unit. The three of us, you know, we say we're going to do something. Generally, we try and make it happen. Mm. You know, so I think it's definitely and it's scary. It's like racing. You know, do you start an event and no one shows up? It's pretty scary. Yeah. You're from it's a like having a birthday party and no one comes. That's yeah. why I don't have birthday parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I have them and then I just don't turn up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so looking forward, workshop talk. What do we got going on at the moment? We've got some cool stuff. I think, you know, restorations are are long-term projects. Um, We've got the 500s that are coming through. We're just waiting on frame stuff at the moment. Steve's working pretty hard with that. Um, You pulled the 91 apart last week. We talk about that. Yeah. Look, fucking just bashing the (laughs) mic. Uh, I think the biggest thing is we're waiting for Gozo to get a bike. I think we are waiting for Gozo to get a bike. I'm probably hey, going to get jumped. If anyone's someone. got uh, an RM125... Did anyone get any messages? No, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's got an RM125, current... Well, when I say current, like the lap. Oh, wonder to shape, 08. Um, and then they don't want an absolute fucking arm and a leg for it. If you've got yeah. something in boxes that you thought you was a great idea to restore and you've just ran out of time, yeah, send us know. a message, send yeah. us an email. The email's on the website. You can send us messages via Instagram, whatever. Um, we are looking, looking for one. We are looking for one. Like I'm I said, sick to death of people that mistreat bikes. A good set of cases and, and a semi straight frame is we can work with. So if you've got something that you think you know is is in boxes and you and you you're keen to sort of move on, you you, you genuinely know in your heart of heart it's not going to happen. Let us yeah, know because we we have a genuine interest to look for one. That'd be good. O one to O eight. So that sort of I'm going to call it the Pastrana shape because it's probably yeah, the easiest yeah. way to yeah, identify it. To um, so that'd be really good. Because yeah, so I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of people on marketplace. <laughs> it's just it's crazy, man. Like how much people are asking for, and I've made the joke with you two. It's always dudes that don't care about moto. Yeah, yeah. you can tell they don't care about the bike, but because the market was up, they think they deserve. Well, nine was billion like I said to you, these these guys probably bought it yeah. and paid five and a half grand for it, and obviously it's human nature to want to recuperate money that but you've lost. But at yeah. you know, at the same time, being realistic in your sale is quite a, a big thing. Like, look at the market, see what's going on, how long it's been there, for how you. long you've, and especially money's tight at the moment. People want to sell shit, and there is people like Gozo who want to buy shit, but. He ain't fucking out a million dollars for a piece of what well, an absolute bucket of crap. Yeah, yep. just because so, it's together and it does make noise doesn't mean to say it's, yeah. it has value. But and the thing is as well that like with, with restoring it, I'm taking it apart anyway. Yeah, so if it's all money like, in, I'm not gonna pay five grand for a bike that I'm gonna rip to pieces yeah. and have and, to rebuild the thing. And that's anyway. what we say to a lot of people who are coming into restoring. Don't buy something that's a good runner. Nah. If you're coming to us to restore a bike, don't buy a good runner. Buy something that's. Parts are ninety five percent there, and it's in boxes because we're going to be putting in boxes anyway to start <laughs> again. Anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like you've anyway. done half that, like the start of our job, <laughs> job already. If it's anyway. already in boxes, it means we don't have to pull it apart. See if we it's, do a remake program, yeah. if it's already in boxes. Exactly right, and that's the thing, you know. And and you know, we're looking at doing the RM. We've got. We're getting through some of the old Makos. We're working with uh, Whiskey Throttle Media doing the 490 Sand Spider restoration. So we're going to get some content together for that. We've got a few bits and pieces going on. Um, we'll, be, we'll be tracking the whole when I get hands on an RM once we yeah. mm. I think it'll be uh, you're going to have a good laugh at me I can tell you is that oh yeah but it'll be fun it's going to be a really good video kind of journey for a 
Yeah, yeah the content side of If you were wondering, if you've pulled a bike apart and you sort of think, "Fuck, I'm I'm an idiot. What am I doing? This is dumb." This is literally going to be the video of Gozo going through all of this. This is going to be a step by step on how to recover before having to sell. He's not done this before, so it'll be really good. Yeah, gives a different perspective, and I think I think with the YouTube channel as well. I've briefly mentioned it with Kane and Marshall, but we want to start bringing content out, not just the cool shit, yep, but also the life shit. Yeah, that and just your how-tos because there's a lot of things that... Um, and I've harped on about this so many times, but these boys have taught me, educated me on, and then given me a bit of confidence with it too. Mm. Because, you know, like, if we go back in... What was that? Do we want to check in still that, recording? That sounds good. That's good. <laughs> just like there's certain things that back in the day that I would have just gone back to the shop and told someone to do it for me and pay for it. Oh, dude, I would have done the same thing. Like, when my yeah. bike shit itself the other day, I like... Five years ago, that would have went back to KDM and I, and I probably would have paid a premium for them to diagnose it and say they would have found out in an hour what it was Run and they would have ch- 100% and yes. charged me a million bucks. Whereas now I Figured have the yourself. knowledge to take yeah. it home, do what I need to do, check and it, it and It's blah, blah, knowledge blah. and confidence, man. Like yeah. Having the confidence to take the thing apart and know what you're talking about. Mm. And um, look, they are, we've said this before, though, they are fairly simple if you're a mechanic. Like I look at it from a, from a mechanic's point of view and I go, oh, there's really not much going on here. Like this is a dirt bike. But when you look at it from a layperson's point of view or you have never pulled something like that apart, like people say, oh, can you split the bottom end for me? That's the easy bit. Mm. If you try to put power valves together on like a KX, like a Kips power valve, instead of trying to time that stuff up, holy hell, I'd rather and, pull a gearbox and apart. And that's going to be the goal of the content is that something that Kane may be like, yeah, dude, easy fix. Mm. Yeah. Easy. Like replacing a piston or a top end. And that's Kane a- is like, ah, oh, dude, that's hard. Mm. It's an Arvo's work. For me, that's like... And that'll planning. <laughs> yeah. I have to have Prozac for my anxiety. And that'll I, be I don't the, know what I'm looking at. That'll be the thing, you know what I mean? Like, we'll, yeah. it'll be a good thing to sort of pull it through and, and have a look. So that that that'll be really good, you know. Yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen. I just need to find the bike. Definitely. Yeah. So, like I said, guys, if you do have Pastrana style RM125 kicking around 01 to 08, let us know. Or get in contact, someone, or you know someone. Uh, yeah. That'd be really good. Um. Website stuff. So we're generally putting a lot of energy into our website at the moment. We're looking at branching into online store more, more and more. Um, that's a big focus of ours at the moment. We've just got the Artec or most of the Artec range, plastic range coming online at the moment. So that's a really good, um, it's really good plastics and drums and general, you know, stands and things like that. So we're going to have a lot of that sort of stuff available um, online. So if you want to head over to garage11.com and, and have a flick through there. Any feedback on the website as well, guys, because we're always looking for user experience and engagement and, and we're going through a big element of that at the minute. So if you do have feedback for us, don't be scared. Don't be shy. Like I said, if you say it's shit and I'm going to ask you why and you say, oh, you don't know, then that's on you. But if you've got genuinely good feedback, please, like where all is? We want to make your experience online as just easy yeah. And, yeah. and good like obviously we don't want to have we don't want bad feedback but if we if, need it if we need it we need it yeah. and if that's going to help you guys then you know that's what yeah. that's what our aim is and the other thing too like if you're looking for parts and you're not sure if you can't find them just mm. reach out yeah. um you know it being an like australians being australian if you want to help out you know your local smaller guy instead of going to your big mobs that you know aren't very personal if you need mm. advice when you're purchasing a product just reach out um, yeah there's a lot of things that we can get our hands on and get them out to you mm-hmm. no matter how particular it may be we, we may not be able to get it next day like mx store but, <laughs> but we we're going to be it. doing our yeah. best to get it and, to you and as quick as we can it really helps us continue to grow what we're doing to try and bring what we want to bring to you 
Um, so yeah, just head and to the website and reach out. It is, and it's, an, and it's a thing, you know, like, you know, you said you might not be able to get it to your next day, but if you guys do, you know, commit and, 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 and help, you know, purchase and, and really lean on the website, we will be able to get it to you next day. You yeah. know, the more support we get from, from you guys, the, the more we can provide. And we're going to be doing a big product drive on what's going to be live on the website over the next coming months. So there's going to be more and more stuff listed. Mm-hmm. The Instagram page is going to start having a little bit more product review based stuff on it. It's not going to be, you know, solely restoration stuff because like I said, the business dynamic <coughs> is growing and getting bigger. Um, so we're going to be looking at trying to bring you some more unique content, different content. So you might see a little bit of a change here and there with what we've got going on. Um, one thing I do want to chat about is we we're, we've got some products from JNR Motorsport, who who's one of our customers. We've got a, a little bit of uh, Cerakote work and stuff like that done for him. He is the importer of Slater Skins, which is a YZ based thing. Oh. 2018 through to about 23 250s <coughs> up to 2022 450s. They're the airbox cover that goes on top of the YZ. Now, Slater Skin have given a bigger volume, bigger air volume for it, and more air induction. So it actually increases bottom end and mid range power pretty much bolt on for your, your YZFs. Yeah, nice, quick, easy, reliable. Yeah, and that's, that's the crazy thing. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna do a giveaway. So we're gonna run this on the website exclusively. We'll be linking everything back through to, from the socials into the website. So we're gonna come up with a giveaway for that in the next couple of days, and we'll run that probably for the next two weeks. And then, well, we sort of figure it out. We're going to give away a Slater skin. Uh, we're also going to do another giveaway. JNR does some really nice tie downs. So we've got a couple of sets of tie downs that they've donated for us that we're going to be giving away. So stay tuned. Have a look on the socials. We'll do a little bit of advertising for that. Um, should be a really good, you know, really good products. And like I said, all those sort of little bolt on parts, you know. We looked at a couple of bikes yesterday. They got holes drilled in air boxes and things like that. Obviously, the, the yummies are different beast when it comes to trying to get those perforated airbox covers and things so this is exactly that and it, it can literally just bolt straight in. it takes seconds to put on so slater skins do a really good job and they put a lot of time and energy into it so it's really cool to have them on board with us at the moment so we're going to do a giveaway with that for all you blue crew fans um so yeah stay tuned we're going to have a look at, at bringing that up we'll let you know all about that I think that's us, gentlemen. I think that's that's been our podcast. We it's like the longest one we've done. I think so, yeah. And hopefully the best quality. Talk shit. Yeah. (laughs) So immersed in talking smack. Oh, dude, it's been great. And thank you all. You know, for everyone who's listening. And and like I said, we apologise for last one, but we're learning. And we've also had a little glitch here with the video, but that's fine. We're we're still learning this stage, and the audio hopefully has has come out a lot better. Really thank everyone for listening and supporting and the feedback and the guys that mm. did put through the last couple and put up with some of the you know the, the lesser quality there, our true fans. Lee Calder, I know you're listening, so thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, head over to the, the website, guys. Check out the products we've got going there. Like I said, big drive on that at the moment. Should be really good. Um, Garage 11 is evolving as all biz- good businesses do. So we're, we're looking forward to bringing you the next stage with that. But yeah. Um, that's it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch up soon and we'll have uh, another podcast for you next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye.